Commanders, and welcome to episode 185 of Lave Radio, the show that talks about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your long lost host, second technician, Fozza Forrester, and joining me in the Orange Sidewinder for this episode, we have got our director of pest control, Mr. Ashley Devine, otherwise known as Dr. Toxic. Good evening. Good evening, sir. We have our head of health and safety, Mr. Ben Moss Woodward, known as Commander Aid Levice. Right, I'm sorry, Commander. Have you actually filled out your recent immunization checks? <laughs> no, sorry. Um... <laughs> Don't forget, you need to do that in triplicate before the end of the show. Uh, we have our chief bar steward, Grant Psychocow Wilcott. Yeah, good evening, everyone. We need to talk about this barbell you left. Ah, yeah. Moving swiftly on, we have our inhuman resource director, that's Shan. Commander Shan, how you doing, sir? I'm doing much better, thank you. I was just wondering, have you uh, performed your NPC confidence test? <laughs> and I think we'll just leave that there and move straight on again to our very, very special, the one that we're all very, very excited is here, and that's our, <laughs> our senior <Sorry>. communication. <laughs> no, no, no. Our senior... It must be our senior. Um, our senior yeah. community manager, yes. Mr. Edward Lewis. <laughs> Hello. Greetings, sir. Welcome into the Orange Sidewinder. Sorry doing? about the smell. It's it's lovely. We've got a lovely view of, of a rocket ship and a, and a Tesla car. That's really nice. <laughs> uh, and, and I only have to compete with uh, Elon Musk today, which is great. You know, that's easy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, his should be it, the potential for Elon Musk to steal the thunder should should be short and sweet. It depends whether or not the the Falcon Heavy actually gets off the ground. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, for those people that are just listening to this audio only, uh, we have got a bit oh, of a, a for <laughs> those people that are watching live and watching the Twitch stream. Um, we were expecting uh, SpaceX's uh, Falcon Heavy to actually be off the pad at six thirty today. And we were going to report on whether or not it actually managed to get up into the uh, atmosphere or whether or not it blew up on the pad. But it's been pushed back due to high winds. So uh, oh. those people on Twitch are actually watching uh, a live uh, feed from SpaceX. So uh, that's due to they're going to start the ignition in what? How long? Uh, I think it's 830 they were planning on uh, setting off. So any time now, really. So we shall bring that to you. But, of course, that is not the important thing about the podcast. The important thing, the most important thing about the podcast yeah, yeah. is obviously our, our senior community manager, Mr. Edward Lewis. Welcome to the show, sir. Well, thank you so much. I am genuinely honoured to be a guest on Live Radio and um, just love, love to feel like uh, I'm actually accepted by the community. So uh, I know that sounds like a silly thing to say because I've been doing it now for three years, but it, it does feel it feels good to be a part of it and be sort of accepted and welcome onto these sorts of stuff. So thank you. Oh, absolutely. I feel, I feel like one of the cool kids coming on this thing. Yeah, we, we love having you here. And, you know, if uh, have you seen that part in the Shawshank Redemption where Andy Dufresne writes a letter every single day for how many years? That's what we have to do in order to get Edward Lewis onto this show. <laughs> yeah, he's only here because he wants us to stop sending him emails every single day. <laughs> if I could do every week, I would. But, I, I, you know, it, it would be too awesome. And I need to I need to limit the amount of awesome that I let into my life. 
<laughs> you are such. You can do every week. We don't have a problem with that. <laughs> um, what? Uh, oh, uh, you're, break, you're breaking up. You're breaking up. Right. I'm, okay, I'm sure cool. that you, I'm sure that you might break up quite a few times during the Q and A section. Oh, sorry, you're breaking up. I can't hear you. I, I wouldn't worry about that, Ed. We can always <laughs> go back and ask you the same question over and over, and over again. I know, so. I know. Again, I've been doing this for three years. Uh, I, I know exactly how you operate. Yeah, you know, no promises, no guarantees, no time frames, <laughs> no guarantees. We know, we know all these guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I can see on the Twitch stream we are actually in Lave Station. Now, is this in beta? Who's running the Twitch stream this evening? I should probably check this before we went live. It is because the stream is there, so it must be beta. It's me running the um, live stream. That's a very good spot, actually, Ed. It, it takes Ed Lewis to notice that, actually, the, the ship is a chieftain, so therefore it could only possibly be the beta. And shows my ignorance about the fact that I haven't played any of the beta whatsoever yet. There you are. Now, the no. question is, can you tell how bad the pilot is? No, or you'll only be as equally as bad as me, or better. <laughs> you see, I was trying to avoid the, be avoid the beta because, well, two reasons. One, I hate spoilers. Uh, and two, there's more than enough people these days to actually test the beta without me needing to get involved. It's not like the good old days of Alpha where, you know, we only had like 20 of us actually testing it. So uh, I was hoping to avoid any um, any sign of the beta until uh, until it went live. So yeah. thank you very much, guys. I really appreciate you switching <laughs> live from the beta and showing me the inside <laughs> of the cockpit, which I have to say. With the Christmas lights and everything looks really it pretty. Does look really good. Damn <laughs> 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 it! It's the right chieftain because we've got it called the Master Chief at the minute. Ah, oh, nice. nice! I wonder how many people are going to quickly jump on that and try and take that name when it comes into game. <laughs> Too late, guys! I've already got it. <laughs> right. So um, we'll keep an eye on the uh, on the on the uh, on the uh, what what's the thing called the Falcon Heavy. That's what we'll do. We'll keep an eye on that. Um, if uh, people want to join us in beta, I can see that we're flying outside of Lave Station. So if you can see a badly piloted chieftain hanging around outside Lave Station, that will be us. If you want to get on the camera, that's the place to head to. So, and if you commit a crime, the Shan Bounty Removal Service is in full effect today. <laughs> no, don't need that. I, I, don't, I don't plan to be naughty boy. And you guys don't shoot me because I do have a tendency to shoot back. All right, well... For this particular episode, we have been bombarded. You know, word got out that Ed was joining us on the show, and we were absolutely bombarded with questions. Some sensible, some not so sensible, some relevant, some definitely not so relevant. Um, but before we jump into that, let's just have a quick roundup of the uh, of the development news and the stuff that's been going on inside and around the Elite community so far this week. So who wants to kick off with the um, the interstellar factors and their faces being off their faces on onion head and having a few issues charging premiums to clean our ships. Yes, this was a uh, a bug uh, caused by um, the seller factions, as you said. That if you got a small bounty of say 100 credits, it would then cost you a reasonably significant multiple of your ship cost to clear it. So people were getting bounties of 100 credits yet having to pay several million to get the bounty cleared. <laughs> um, which people quite rightly thought was a little bit steep. Um, so that, that has now been corrected. I haven't uh, had a chance to test it yet, but uh, from all intents and purposes on the form, uh, that bug has now been fixed. Awesome. Uh, uh, there's also, sorry, there's also been another slight change in crime and punishment in that um, notoriety now decays uh, one per hour, I think it is. 
Okay, what does that mean to uh, to the layman that hasn't read the patch notes or actually been okay, following the basically, PC so far? <laughs> if, 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 if you're to kill someone, you get an increase in your notoriety, and your notoriety dictates uh, how much of a discount off your target's rebuy they get and how much of an increase to your fine they get. So the more notoriety you get, the more expensive it is for you to uh, clear it. So... Uh, notoriety now decays over time, uh, but conversely, you can't now, um, you have to now clear your bounties. Um, sorry, get a, sorry, I got a buzzing. Basically, what it is, is you can't get away, you, you can't get away from not paying your bounty um, off if you have a high notoriety. So basically, it, it's a way of balancing out the uh, the fines and um Excellent. I'm absolutely 110% clueless for what you just said. There. I'll tell you what, I'll blow you, you try and blow me up, and then you can see how the system works. <laughs> so basically, the more, the more no, 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 notorious you get, the, the more expensive your bounties get. But if you were to pay off your bounties, would that clear your notoriety as well? Or, and you'd have to rebuild it up, or are they separate things? I think it's only if a policeman kills you. So if, if say, the, the feds kill you or the ATR kill you, then you your notoriety and things go down. But, you know, I think we might have somebody who knows something about this, or at least he's read things several times and pretended he knows yeah, stuff. No, you see, I wasn't going to throw this one over to Ed. Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm being can... oh, is this me being nasty already? Sorry, Ed. Uh, uh, gonna... Sorry, you broke I up there just... again. <laughs> I can see Sandy Samarco yeah. banging his head on his desk listening to this at <laughs> Frontier Tower. Like, I explained this to them. Yeah, well, what, what I can I'm... say uh, to sort of semi-deflect that is, have you all seen the, the post that was just put up by sandy today about two hours ago seven o'clock <laughs> no because i was preparing for the show so <laughs> maybe if you'd done your preparation correctly i'm blaming he's actually sandy's put up um, a crime system changes that are actually going to be going out uh before launch uh, uh there are some sort of fun- fundamental changes to the the crime system the, and you can actually go and read it out loud if you want right now. I can even post the link in for you. No, you we love reading stuff verbatim on this bit. So uh, why don't we send Ben off to read it? And then Ben, okay. <laughs> in half an hour's time when you've digested it, you can yeah, come back on and explain it. It's not that long. It's not It's not that much. It's just to do... <laughs> sorry, that's what she said. Sorry, yeah, yeah. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've, I've, this honestly, this podcast since I last came on has gone downhill. It's just filth now. It's just smut. <laughs> it has been since Grant came on. Don't <laughs> yeah, blame yourself. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm joking. Um, okay, the, you, so- you can't spear me on that anaconda. It just does not work like that. <laughs> That's a reference to the, what's going on in the Twitch channel at the moment. But yeah, again, uh, yeah, <laughs> it didn't. In in, uh, in in the context of what we were talking, it then sounded very strange indeed. Oh look, the the, oh, the spaceship Falcon is also heavy. taking off as well. Oh, here we go. Falcon so we go. the Falcon Heavy has left. Wow, the tower. That's pretty spectacular. That is actually quite spectacular. I'll put. So it hasn't blown up on the pad. On the Twitch, it is clear so. of the pad. Ooh. There you go. It's now it full screen on the it, video. It completely does not resemble any of my Kerbal Space Program attempts because it's got no. further than. 
I was going to say, it's cleared the pad, so it's beaten all of my Kerbal attempts. It's doing all right. It's not going straight up, it's beating all of mine. <laughs> At least it hasn't turned over mid-flight and come back down again. That's normally my... Uh... Yeah, I'm waiting for that to happen. <laughs> so, do you think they're flying with flight assist on or off? Nice. <laughs> it's going in a straight line. Oh, it's clearly on. It's on. Clear. They've got old computers on there, look. They can tell you the speed and everything. You just need more gimbals. Yeah. See, the question is going to be when those um, boosters actually come back down, whether or not they've got docking computers that play the blue Danube <laughs> when they actually come back. <laughs> so nice. I appreciate this is not um, this is not great audio quality uh, audio podcasting for those people that are listening, but uh, we uh, we will be editing most of this out for the actual podcast. Whilst we maybe you should commentate. Oh, look how cool this is. Well, we're getting like oh, multiple angles yeah. going on. Oh, yeah, we're seeing the that's the boosters getting ready to separate. I guess. Mm. I tell you what, it's a pretty brave guy to be hanging on those for dear life. But <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you do with your NPCs? With it, with a GoPro sure. strapped to his head, like yeah, yeah. just hanging off the side. Just me, or is that starting to point down now? It, I think it's the camera angle. <laughs> I was going to say, that's not going so. up anymore. That's going down it's again. Heading straight down. <laughs> no. Uh, no, I don't think stories like that. Um, yeah, have, you ever, have you guys ever heard of um, a guy called Das Valdez? He's a Twitch streamer that we sometimes have at Frontier. Have you heard of that guy? Uh, you heard the name. Das Valdez. I, think, I mean, Shan, you probably heard of him before, talked about him before. Um, he is a really great Twitch streamer that people should check out. Uh, not right now. Um, but he uh, talks a lot. He does a lot of like, sort of um, Twitch streams from live from launches. So he's probably even there today. And uh, just like amazing commentary on them. And uh, I watched the launch with him uh, only on TV. But it was so incredible. The stuff he was talking about and talking me through as it was happening. Uh, I didn't understand a single thing. But it was amazing. It was such a, like just his enthusiasm was so infectious. He's very American and very upbeat and there very like, over the top. Oh, wait. Uh, oh, there you go. Drop. Slight delay. The camera feed is unbelievably is clear. Really yeah, they can't get the CCTV so awesome, footage from Tesco's anywhere near like this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that was a bad dig at local supermarkets. Uh, it, it's definitely still going up because the altitude is increasing. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's going sort of sideways. Oh, that's yeah. just photoshopped in, don't it? Don't pay attention yeah, to that. Yeah, that, that uh, should be flat, shouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, yep, that's a light. <laughs> there goes another stage wow well there you go oh wow yeah. but, okay how you can how can you you're watching this on a on a faster stream than we are <laughs> because i'm streaming it out to you guys remember uh, okay fine that makes more sense <sighs> see and i'm reading about guys watching the late radio stream this is pretty wild <laughs> i, I feel like that, the you... quality of the uh, the images that that's sending it's unbelievable back. isn't it it's crazy how hot that engine just got. I'm sort of expecting to see the little ring drop away, you know, the famous Apollo shot. Yeah. Well, something's just dropped off it. It's uh, frustrating because if you think about it, there's some places that still can't get Channel 5. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the stage ones going back to... Uh... No, that's it. The car's out in the open. Is is there somebody actually sat in the car? There is a dummy, yeah. There is meant to be a dummy there, yeah. Oh, my God! It says, don't panic on the internal screen. <laughs> like, that's going to be much use. <laughs> Sorry, I've just seen this, the car now, and that's that's so cool. That's his. That's Elon Musk's actual roadster. It's his first roadster Yeah. that he's donated to this. 
Oh, that is brilliant. Oh, people, show us the car. What's that? Sorry, Shan? Don't show us the people. Show us the car. Can I just say how many... I know, there's, I know we're a room with a bunch of... We're, I know we're a bunch of dudes, but that was a lot of dudes in one that room, was wasn't it? That was a, yeah. that was a lot of dudes. I hope they all showered beforehand. I very much <laughs> doubt you know it. None of them did. Yeah, you know none of them did. We can't really talk either. Though. I definitely haven't showered before this. <laughs> no, not right. Yeah, I don't think any of us shower before getting in this sidewinder. It's just not worth it anymore. <laughs> it's yeah, just too sticky. You need to shower long. afterwards, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, are we? Uh, should we talk? Should we? Let's talk. Well, yeah. Actually, the legs are now down, which is surprising on these boosters. So the legs are down, but yeah, they come down really, really high up in the atmosphere. Yeah. They're not. I don't think they're legs. They might be the the fairings at the top. No, his Ben's right. They use them to steer down, don't they? That's yeah. true. Basically, they um, adjust them like um, ailerons or flaps. Well, that's, why are they so full of holes then? Surely you would imagine that actually having holes in flaps would be a bad if, idea. If you had a solid flap going down through the atmosphere at that speed, I would like you to design a way for it to not come off. Welcome to SpaceX Radio, everyone. <laughs> I mean, you got to remember that those things are flying through the atmosphere at like. <laughs> no, hold on, science. Science it's is real, real I mean, science. It, not real science, though. I mean, it's Where's like Del Monte? Sort of, <laughs> yeah, science through somebody, some people who don't seem to really fully understand it, and just trying their best to. Which you know, it's, it's kind of like how my everyday life goes, really. Well, Ed, if you've got Scott Manley on Skype, pull him in. I do. I do have Scott Manley on Skype. Let's see if he's on. <laughs> oh, that would be that would be hilarious. Where is he? <laughs> <laughs> um, he's probably doing something very scientific talking I reckon about SpaceX. he's almost certainly <laughs> doing that yeah like you want me to join uh, what? Play what? Yeah. no <laughs> <laughs> he, he, uh, he knows who we are he's talking to us at Frontier Expo all the more reason to the booster off again <laughs> it does do the and commentating on this so doesn't it really yeah anyway. no, I mean I just want these things to land uh, they'll be landing Should in a I not take this off the stream because this is distracting all of us? <laughs> so, uh, they'll, be they'll be landing in a minute, and I need to try and read these crime system changes anyway. Just make, just make it, make, make it. Well, how long does it take? Actually, no, yeah, we're, we're, we're right. We're seven eight through now. You can see on the little loading yeah. bar on the bottom. You can uh, see boosters land, stage two shut down, core lands. Yeah, we're just about there. Yeah, but if it's like a Microsoft loading bar, it'll get stuck at 90%. That's what you basically, yeah. yeah. I was going to make point. a similar joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those sort of fake... Oh, look at it coming back in through the atmosphere. That's amazing. Look at the dirt collecting on one of the cameras. Is that dirt or ice? Uh, probably so this, ice, doesn't it? This, one is, it's, this one's landing where? Is this landing on a boat or a ship? Or what, where is it landing? I think uh, these on. two are landing in Florida, and the third one that was attached onto the... The final stage is landing on the one of the boats. Yeah, so the other one's popped boat. off somewhere else. I, I hope it's not landing in North Korea, otherwise that could be a very short <laughs> street. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, should, that's coming in at speed. In, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Somebody oh, no. hit the brakes. Oh, no, wait. It was looking at a different thing. I was looking oh, at... Oh, look, they're coming oh, in. Oh, look at that. Man. Oh, my gosh. Whoa, 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 boom. No, no, what? No wobble, wobble, boom! Oh dear! <gasps> right. oh, that is they crazy. just wow. put that That's video nice. in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Round of applause yeah, for yeah. spaceships. Applause. Yeah, That's amazing! What an incredible thing! 
Yeah, it's nice in the in the Twitch stream. Um, Commander Lenz just said, "What a time to be alive!" And yeah, yeah. in fairness, that is true because watching that was majestic. Oh, it, here we go. This is the this is the one out to see. So the main booth are coming yeah. back to land. So, what I want to know is, does does Sarah Jane Avery do these landing docking computers as well? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can get the synchronicity quite as quite as good as even that. It was amazing. Yeah, this is the main one. I can't yeah, see. Just gone over to a couple of people talking. Oh, oh. boo! Does that mean say the main booster didn't make it? I yeah. can't get the cameras working. <laughs> yeah, the camera's covered in ice at the minute. Come on, did it land? Someone tell us if it landed. Uh, this happened when I was watching other things with services. So is... oh, finger in the ear means he's talking to someone important. Or, or the universal to. sound for yeah, the universal sound for someone's talking to me. <laughs> We said we saw Ed do it all the time during the uh, the expo. There was a, honestly there were there were a couple moments during the expo where there were really people talking to me, uh, <laughs> and there were a few times where I was pretending for effect. <laughs> that's 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 called uh, showmanship. Ah, I see. It's all part of the magic, is it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh no! Here we go. They've got big problems. They've got two more blokes come on now. Oh no! Uh -oh. That can't be good. We haven't got enough men on here, especially. <laughs> Look at these dudes. <laughs> oh, he's really happy though. That's really nice. He, I don't know is. what he's saying. I can't hear him. It's, oh, it's, look like at that. I Adam a with the beard on the left. Yeah. Got a great view of the car in space. Is that real? Oh my gosh! I thought it was fake news. Fake news. Come on, the booster land. I still don't know why they wanted to put a car in space. Why not? It's funny. Oh, come on! It's marketing brilliance. It's just something in space, yeah, isn't it? You, uh, you need a payload. No one's going to give them a payload, so Elon gave them his car. No, I, just want to... I just think that's so good. We've got plenty of Aspect Explorers and Sidewinders we could send. <laughs> that's yeah. such a Tony Stark thing to do, isn't it? That it is. That's, why, that's why it's brilliant. Someone's just mentioned in the chat, actually, it'd be so funny with that live stream of the car setting off into space if a big Tharkoid suddenly appeared. Just <laughs> <in front of> <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> scans it and then scoops it up and pops off yeah. absolutely someone who's better at photoshop than any of us needs to get onto that straight away <laughs> nice um, well, please do especially if the Thargoid gets red and angry because it's an energy efficient car <laughs> they look happy something must have gone right yeah yeah i, mean, I think i'll put that back man. down into the corner and um, yes 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 See if we can't get yeah. this game back. Just said, why didn't Frontier Developments donate the sidewind from the expo as part of the cargo? <laughs> because it's a cobra. Oh, so now, uh, because the ship is a cobra. No, because um, well, that would have been amazing. I was, I was, well, I was thinking that. Like, imagine shoving a um, a like a Elite Dangerous logo on the side of the ship. It'd be so good, wouldn't it? Just like I can just go and sneak in and spray paint a big Elite Dangerous logo on there. Well, considering how many that fans would be cool. Elite Dangerous has actually got, it wouldn't surprise me at all if, uh, <laughs> if, if there weren't a few Elite Dangerous thing. players actually at SpaceX that could have done something like that. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be Now, that would be the story of the century. Yeah. <laughs> Elite Dangerous <laughs> becomes true tried. because of Elite Community. <laughs> yeah, oh, that'd be so good. Uh, but yeah, that was exciting. Well, there's okay. the car again, floating through space. Ridiculous. All right. So, um... Guys, before I, I jump on Ed here, because we <laughs> have got lots of <laughs> to get through. Do you know Adam, are you? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Blob. 
Um, anything else in the development? Anything that you guys have been playing in the beta that you just want to give a quick sort of five, ten minutes to as to uh, what you've been enjoying in the beta, what uh, what stuff you've been surprised by, you know, that sort of thing, without spoiling it for me, obviously. So if you could talk about nothing, I'd be quite happy. Well, earlier on today, we had the fastest buff and unbuff in history, didn't we? <laughs> really? <laughs> what happened? Type 7. The Type 7 uh, got a frameshift drive uh, Class 6 instead of a Class 5. So people were engineering them to get 64 light years from a Type 7. Oh. Uh, um, however, that soon got reverted out. And um, what they've done now is they're re- they've lowered the mass of the Type 7 a bit so that its existing size 5 will make it have a bit bigger jump range than it has previously, uh, currently, um, but not a ludicrous jump speed. <laughs> so what are we looking at now, roughly? Uh, I don't think anyone's done the math yet, because it's the changes forthcoming. But I, I would expect it to be um, within the mid-20s, I would imagine. Okay, fair enough. Right, okay. Um, what else? And again, I haven't been in the beta, so give me a quick sort of highlights and lowlights. Um, Chieftain obviously looks cool now that I've seen it. <laughs> uh, it's all a highlight, of course, as you oh, all shut know. Up. I wasn't asking you. I wasn't asking the PR <laughs> department from Frontier Development to comment on that. I was asking the uh, real folks. <laughs> excuse me. I'm in community, not PR. Oh, it's all the same. But at least you at least you understand it. At least you understand that no, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. But Ben, what what has been your highlights? I've I've really been loving doing the wing missions. Um I was doing some of them I've been doing some of them over the weekend and just testing them out. We found a lovely bug where I managed to get killed uh, twice for killing the same pirate. Um which was nice. Shame it was only in beta, but you know. So you know, killing killing one guy went off and gave me, or gave both of us, a million credits for the reward from me and a million credits for the reward from Milton Barn, and then of course we got the bounty on top of that. Uh, yeah. But that was that was a bug, um, and it also caused MSB to crash and things like that. But yeah, I've been having a lot of fun doing these wing missions, and the assassinations are so much fun. You know, going in, we had a nice little you know nice little bit of coordination there with. Yeah, I was in the chieftain, basically taking out all the all the smaller ships, and MSB was in his his tank, killing everything. So uh, those people fun, that haven't jumped into the beta or haven't got access to the beta, how are these wing missions differing from what we've already got? So they are. You go in and you see a nice little icon that says "I'm a wing mission." Then you say, "I want to accept this wing mission," and. You've got there's assassination ones, there's delivery ones. I suspect the skirmish ones, though I haven't done one. Um, and basically, it's it's for delivering, say, silly amounts of stuff like you know seven thousand tons of mugs to an orbital or whatever. Okay, uh, and do you have to have friends in the game to actually be able to do this. Do you have to already have you, them you signed do, up? Or? You don't have to. You can do it all by yourself. So if you have no mates, you can say, well, I'm going to deliver that 7,000 tons to Hutton Orbital all by myself. But if you have some friends, then you and your buddies can jump in your anacondas and fly off to to, uh, Hutton Orbital, realize you can't dock and then swear. (laughs) Um, 
But then obviously, you know, so the idea is obviously you're sharing it all out between you. And once I've accepted my mission, there is a lovely and very unsubtle share button. Uh, then everyone in your wing will get a message saying, hey, Ben's gone off and shared a mission with you, to which you can say, I want to accept this. And then it's a case of do your thing and return back and get get monies, basically. And is that the whole reward shared equally amongst all of you? Or can you decide, decide how much each person gets? So you can decide what you get now. It's one of the new features with the wing with the missions in in version three is that we've got you know give me the money and only the money, or it looks like you can be money plus some resources or money plus some reputation and things like that, and you can pick and choose what kind of what kind of reward you actually want to accept. But if you're so, accepting the mission, can you dole out the rewards to the rest of the wing, or is it uh, handled with the uh, handled by the game? I'm just it's, hand, it's if... handled. It's handled by the game, so yeah. I can go off and say, "Yeah." It's also uh, proportional, isn't it, to the contribution? I I've not tested that because we've only done fifty-fifty, but I I think it is, but I'm not, I wouldn't want to bet on it. Okay, so you basically you can't shaft people. So if you were in my wing and I, I decided I was going to get eighty percent of the profits and only give you twenty percent, that's not a feature yet. It's, it's not a GTA thing. Although I know some people have been <laughs> saying, "Hey, why don't we do it like GTA, where you know before you accept the mission, you go off and say, well, Ben's in an anaconda, so he's going to you know get seventy percent of it, and Toxic's only in a sidewinder, so he's only going to get ten percent of it." Hmm. Um. You know, it's not like it's not like that. It's you. You get what you. The game's deciding what you're give what you're given. Okay. So yeah. Well, each member, as Millstone Barn says, you each member of the wing gets to choose what they prefer, and, and from as the, as the reward. Yeah. Not like a percentage or anything, but like you know. The reputation or the materials yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. And did you? Sorry, I don't know if you covered that. You were. Yeah I, I, yeah, I did say that, but I might not have covered it. Sorry, no, you, you, probably, you probably did. Sorry, <laughs> it's, okay. my, it's my bad. Sorry. <laughs> never never apologise. Sign of weakness. Um, never let them see you. Sorry. Brain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, um, anything I, else we want to quickly well, uh, cover I have off? I'm loving the Chieftain, and I was very glad to see it becoming even more manoeuvrable with today. So it's, I think it's losing some weight and stuff like that, and it's getting better lateral thrusters. Better my, thrusters. There we go. Got my tongue back in. I think we're still talking about uh, bugs and stuff. I think my favourite bug was one that allowed you to stack uh, dirty drive tuning and literally reach ludicrous speed <laughs> in your ship. So uh, there were people travelling at tens of megameters a second and not needing to go to frame shift at all. Yeah, that was really, really good. It would just cause it would just cause you do the game to crash, though. Basically, after a while, <laughs> it um, was fun. It was. It Shan was, was enjoying it. He was making yeah. Shan jam. <laughs> Shan jam, <laughs> nice. Yeah, I was taking passengers and making them jam, and then selling them at Smeaton. <laughs> <laughs> what is the uh, What's the scene in Spaceball where Lord Helmet just decides for ludicrous speed? That's the ludicrous speed button that we had in Elite Dangerous briefly. Um. Okay, how about we uh, we quickly cover off some of the other stuff that's been going on uh, in and around the elite community before we uh, before we pounce on on Ed because I'm looking through the notes now. There are quite a few questions for Ed that might take him the rest of the evening to dodge. So um, let's go into um, the story around again. This is one of those fantastic stories about the elite dangerous community. The the Dove Enigma story. That, Yay! Um, that seems to be in. There. Who wants to cover this one off? 
I'm assuming that was you, Toxic, who shouted yay. No, it was me. No, that wasn't Ed, me. Ed, Edward Lewis. <laughs> oh, that was Ed. Sorry. Yeah. Ed that that sounded very much like, oh, it sounded like Toxic's yay. Well, I, I mean, I can, I can try. I can. I mean, I know the, I know the gist. He, <laughs> Believe he it or not, I've, I've heard it. Enough to be me. Oh, yeah, I, go I on, Ed. Why, why don't you earn your, uh, your appearance fee? Then you can, you can talk us through what's happening here. Uh, <laughs> the community. Yeah. All right. I will. I will indeed. Um, so the, the, the Enigma. The Enigma <laughs> fails. Fails. Just fails immediately. Uh, so Keith is a uh, lovely, lovely Keith. Um, of course, uh, unfortunately, a, a, a cancer patient, um, uh, and he, a lovely group of people uh, came together to do an expedition, basically, uh, all the way to Colonia, to the Dove Enigma Station, uh, which is a mega ship. And it was just a sort of group of friends and supporters just kind of um, doing a nice thing, really, <laughs> as 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 a lot of uh, elite dangerous groups and players are known to do. And, um, well, <laughs> it got complicated, didn't it? <laughs> so it was a lovely, a simple bit. thing, a lovely, simple thing um, that people were doing. And then all of a sudden, uh, what happens? Uh, well, a little message goes out to Galnet News. And what, what is it saying? <laughs> Uh, and, and can I give a shout out to Paige Harvey as well, a social media manager who I work very closely with, who um, kind of set up that helped set helped to set up the Dovening West stuff um, with the group of people who set it up, and she did a really really fantastic job of doing so. Uh, anyway, all of a sudden, Galnet News says, "Oh, by the way, <laughs> uh, somebody's UA bombed it." And it's and it's now experiencing technical difficulties. Uh, of course, the community, uh, the people especially who were closely involved, found this to be despicable behaviour from the person who who UA bombed it. Um, and Paige, if you want, if you don't mind me saying, uh, being actually kind of kind of candid about it, Paige actually received quite a lot of direct messages of uh, kind of unfair, unfairly directed at her, saying heartless and all this kind of stuff. Because I, I, <laughs> we went upstairs, we discussed it, we we discussed this whole situation. Because believe me, this is a large part of what we do. Is when this sort of stuff pops up, we we have to discuss it and we have to go to the developers and say like, what what do we do in this instance? And of course, to change things would immediately would be god modding. Right. Yeah. Uh, and we said once uh, we set a precedent that we would never do that sort of thing again because we changed something. I can't. Oh God, you know what? So I don't have it to the top of my head exactly what it was that we changed. But um, the community weren't happy with it. And so we know to be very, very cautious with these things now about changing things, flicking switches and all sorts. We're, you know, we're careful with our switches that we flick. Um or slightly more careful, at least, anyway. Uh, and uh, so Paige, because of her response, which was kind of like, oh, you know, oh, oh no, well, it's a legitimate in-game mechanic, unfortunately. <laughs> Let's hope that it comes back up online soon. Um, you know, doing basically what she was told to say um, by myself, and I hold up my hands to say maybe I should have taken, maybe I should have spent more time staring at this uh, particular case. Um, but then, unfortunately, Paige received quite a few messages, and her forum thread just went absolutely wild, uh, I think it was one of one of the one of the magazines, one of the newspapers, the newspapers. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. On the, on the online media outlets, the online, Kotaku the, and uh, PC yeah. Game, I think. Yeah, and PC Game Zen, mm. I think it was. Well, well, yeah. well, they picked it up first, and they were like, "Oh, really?" Sort of uh, clickbaity headline. But yeah. what you've got to realize as well. Uh, okay, here's a bit of behind the scenes stuff. Do you remember the 24 hour live stream we did at Christmas? Of course. I do. Yes, well, we did one at Christmas, and we raised a lot of money. It was really amazing. 
part of that was people could donate a certain amount of money and people paid hundreds of pounds to go to a dinner with the devs. Um, me, <laughs> Lawrence, Zach, David Braben, Dav Stott, Adam Woods, we were all at this dinner while this was all kicking off and I was getting messages just vibrating <laughs> in my pocket. I was being like a host, being like, oh, hey, no, this is great. This is really good. Let's have a lovely time, everyone. Um, <laughs> and then funnily enough, that night, their card machine broke at the restaurant we were at. It was, a cha- oh. it was chaotic. Like, it was a really bizarre. It was an amazing night. So lovely. And people were so friendly uh, at that night. It was equal devs equal to, to, to people who donated amazing amounts of money. Anyway, so then we went back to the office. We were in the office at midnight writing up um, uh, what would eventually become a post that was used in a later uh, news article. Because we, of course, we were like, oh, we've got we've got to sort of say something about this. Uh, so Dav did his magic and was looking up all the data and stuff. And he was like, oh, it might have been an exploit, it turns out. <laughs> and then he was like, oh, and also, it's actually not shut. It's not going to be shut until, well, until we say so. <laughs> and so it's this kind of, um, well, you know, based on the rules of, of how long it takes for stations to shut down, it's just in sort of shut down mode as it says experiencing technical issues. So we put together this post, we posted it. And, um, but before we did that, the community had already rallied together uh, to, um, to sort of head out towards that DJ Truesay straight away jumping into his uh, anaconda. And we were kind of looking at this data going, mm, okay, DJ's got a thing full of metal alloys. All he really needs to do is take this one, one ship full of metal alloys and he already will have done more than needed to actually save this, save the day. So we thought let's just leave people to do it. Um, and then the headline became this really incredible positive thing yeah. uh, about how the community basically saved the day. And I am so thrilled that we decided we, you know, we didn't step in, um, you know, retrospectively, we maybe we, we should have uh, not put, you know, a black market on the station. But then the rules of the game mean that that type of station would have had a, a, black, um, market. a black market on it. Yeah. So it, it was all above board. It was all right. It's all how it should have been. Um, it's an interesting one. You know, we, we made the tools and uh, people like to use those in strange ways. But but in the end. The community came together, and that good will out. Good will out. Yeah, and that is the the the, the takeaway from this all. Uh, Although and, I think you know. it's interesting that you uh, you mentioned that the, the sort of behind the scenes on that, and you know, it must be quite a balancing act for you guys to think right. Well, at what point do we get involved? At what point do we just leave it? Because obviously, you know, you, you look at Eve oh. Online, and they've got a complete hands off um, mm. approach to the whole uh, system as much as they possibly can. And you guys kind of adopt the same thing. But when you see a situation like that, which could potentially spiral out of control and become a, a PR disaster, it must be so tempting to just to, to put your fingers in and go, well, let's just delay the click on this and, you know, just make sure that they get docked and, you know, and then we'll switch it back on again and we'll just say it was just, just one of those things. It just didn't, didn't break down as quickly as it normally would have done. Mm. Well, it's an interesting... It's an it's an interesting case, like because like as with the Eve Online people, um, the Eve Online people, you know what I mean? Like those activities. <laughs> yeah. I remember reading back in the day, six years ago, seven years ago, about these incredible stories and just being absolutely fascinated by it. And I just saw it. I just kind of I see it in a similar way to that. You know, you, people must be looking in from the outside, going, "This is this is amazing that this can happen in the game. Like this this drama. This it feels real." Um, and yeah, it's not nice to be, try and be, 
uh, a troll or, or, or a griefer, I absolutely, and Frontier, we completely do not condone that sort of griefing behavior, especially around charity events. Mm. But isn't it, what a fantastic little sandbox that has been made where this stuff is possible. I don't know. No, I absolutely agree. Yeah. And as I say, it's, it's nice that, you know, good people will out in the end so mm -hmm. and uh, as you called me earlier as well uh, uh pr man <laughs> look at the nice story that came out of it win-win <laughs> we're counting the money <laughs> look at me in my bath of money <laughs> hunched over my laptop on my old sofa in my <laughs> you know <laughs> drinking special we're eating doritos uh, yeah, eating doritos yeah. yeah eating cereal for dinner <laughs> Payon wants to order me a pizza uh, i am hungry no, more, biscuits. more biscuits. <laughs> more biscuits, man. <laughs> no, no more biscuits. I've got, I've got a backlog of biscuits. No more biscuits. Uh, oh, I'm sure biscuits are going to come up in the next section. Let's um, say so. what. Let's let's quickly jump onto an advert, and then after that, we will come back and we will do our main discussion point, which is of course interrogate. I mean, interviewing Ed Lewis. Hey, buddy, why the long face? Exploring is boring. What? What makes you say so? Because I have to scoop for fuel at every single store. And then the voices I hear in the store tell me to... Whoa, sounds like you've got a case of space madness. No what you really need is really big gas tank. What? With really big gas tank, you'll be sailing the Milky Way in style and comfort. No more hanging out at every stupid store just to refill. Fuel, it's as easy as honk and go. Gotta get to Beagle Point for a romantic interlude? Just honk and go. Wanna be the buckiest ball in the galaxy? Just honk and go. And if you fill your really big gas tank with patented Jumbonium 5000, you can honk and go, go, go. Gee, thanks, Master! No, thank you. Really big gas tank. Because why wait when you can hung and go? Japonium 5000 has been known to cause extra arm growth, outdoor mayonnaise, pipism, and spontaneous targle face. Use only as directed. Cool. Okay, so we are back with the wonderful Ed Lewis, who has recently been uh, promoted. So congratulations on that, Ed. Hello. Th uh, thank you. I mean, reasonably recently. Uh, since we last spoke, certainly, yeah. Well, maybe you could outline um, outline your new role and uh, tell us how much more money you're getting for this and whether or not you'll be driving <laughs> the same car as David Braben in the next couple of years. Nope. I, I, I cycle on my £90 bike to work every day, <laughs> uh, and it is amazing because I save lots of money not having to pay for petrol. Uh, and, yeah, it's a great way to stay in shape. Uh, so I don't know why I'm talking about that. So basically, uh, I am still senior community manager, um, but I am the lead of the community management team. Uh, so I have, well, Will just joined. Will is our new community manager, and he's fantastic, and he's already dealing with a lot of the groups, Elite Dangerous Groups. If you if you are in a group, you'll have received an email from him, and he's super dedicated. And I've said this before a few times, but I really think the Elite Dangerous community is going to properly benefit from having will around uh will flanagan look out for him he's he's definitely worth your time getting to know will uh he's very very keen very experienced as well which is great uh so i have will page brett and um well i won't go into lots of details but dale uh recently left uh but we will be looking for a replacement for dale as well um so we've got a good old team and then bo of course as well um 
uh, Bo working on lots of interesting, cool little projects, but still is part of the community team. Uh, and I'm the boss. Of, so for some reason, they put me in charge of human beings. And I think it's just because <laughs> sheer the sheer length of time that I've been there means that I, by default, had to be put in charge. No, that's not, that's not true, obviously. <laughs> We'd rather you than Shan. Well, that's it. That's it. I, I, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Uh, but I, I'm, uh, I, I, in all seriousness, um, I've been there now for three, three year and a bit years, and it turns out, uh, believe it or not, behind the scenes, I'm very good at what I do. So they tell us. So they tell us. So, uh, <laughs> Ash, what do you want to put in? I don't remember now. <laughs> oh, I, 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 so, so Ed, so how do you think it's going to ch- change the way you interact with the community? Uh, will you need to wear more suits, for example? Um, no. Uh, and I actually, right, I've, I wrote something the other night at 2 a.m. Um, for reasons I, wo- I won't <laughs> disclose. Um, but it actually, uh, I wrote out a big old long message about what, good cm is is and what what i do as a, as a community manager and this and you've just given me the opportunity to read it <laughs> does anyone find <laughs> if i, if I, no, if I just get it. a pedestal for like two minutes uh and talk about sort of how passionate i am about this and about the work that we do at frontier and about the work that the cm team does i i'm i i am defensive and I, and I do really really care about about everything that we do but i'm not wearing a suit no never unless i'm on stage at frontier expo then i'll definitely wear a suit although if we if and when we do uh frontier expo um i'm definitely going to be wearing like a sparkly gold sequin suit this time definitely i'm going to nice. go all the way uh, i don't know i don't want to bore people but so I'll, I'll sort of paraphrase but um uh, sort of as the lead of the community management team, I'm responsible for delegation and monitoring of all CM work, reporting community activity, attending publishing and communication meetings, participating in creation of crucial communications, publishing and marketing strategies, as well as ensuring they're then ex- executed to the highest possible standard. I ensure that all feedback from the community is received and understood, acting as the liaison between the community and the developers. On top of that, I also do a few streams every now and again. That's a joke. I do a lot of streams. I plan and attend community events, visit shows, be a friend to the community, be a part of the community and more. Uh, it's an incredible pleasure and a satisfying challenge to build the team ever since it was established when I joined more than three years ago. I was the first community manager here, as you know. Uh, we create programs to engage with streamers and YouTubers who play our games, developing key relationships with all of them to champion the creations of the dev team. Uh, we do the same with key technology partners, such as Elgato, Thrustmaster, Twitch, and of course, charity work with people like Special Effect. And that's just part of the puzzle. With our team, my team also covering the creation of content, uh, with social media being a large part of that, interacting with important groups in the Elite Dangerous Galaxy, which is a huge part of it, and engaging across all our social platforms. Talking openly and candidly on the forums is one small part of community management, and actually, in the future, we think you'll see much more of this from us uh, uh, on that front, the community team. That's important. Important note there. This is me doing a very sort of... um, Standing on a little pedestal doing a chant rant, isn't it? So I'm sorry about that. Anyway, I'm going to see. I'm going to keep going. What's arguably more important is the careful crafting of considered, reasonable, and thoughtful responses. When an important, potentially divisive or complicated situation arises in the community, it is important we take the time and due care to create a response that is informative honest, representative of every hardworking person at Frontier Developments and good for both the community 
and the studio's future. The community team are the forward-facing representatives of the people who work at Frontier and the company as a whole, and that's a responsibility and a privilege that we take very seriously and we hold closely to our hearts. Uh, we're currently working on all of the above I've just mentioned for Planet Coaster and Jurassic World, as well as Elite Dangerous. Good community management is all about team effort, and it's the stuff that goes on behind the scenes, the stuff you don't read about or hear about immediately on the forums that is often the best example of the hard work that goes on. And that's coming from me, the guy who is in front of a camera or in front of a microphone in this instance every other day. So I suppose I'm just using this moment to step back and say a big thank you to everyone who has had a hand in the creation of the community team and uh, a big thank you to the community as well uh, for being such a continued pleasure to be part of. That's great, Ed. That's really good. That, that sounds sound very really much good. as if you are writing a bit for your next CV for when you go for your next job. Something <laughs> <laughs> else you want to tell us? It's <laughs> actually is- no. It's actually it's more that if if we get people applying, that's the kind of I I, I want to the message I want to be giving out to other people um, as a sort of uh, basically if people want to i get asked what do i do what's my job and i and i i I really just needed to write it down and be like it's it's big um uh we do we we do a lot of stuff um and also we're very lucky at frontier developments because they understand the worth zach antonacci when he first came on um really turned it around because he came in sort of above above me as head of community and he taught me everything that he knows uh and he still he still blows me away how how much of a patient man he is uh and that's true yeah and he he is he he was so amazing because he he came in and did some wonderful wonderful stuff with the community team and he allowed me to do the stuff that I was good at which was the public facing things but I also learned from him along the way about how he is a manager of people and how to be a good manager I learned so much from him and I, was, I still learn from him every day and um uh but basically he then had to go off to do head of communication stuff he became even fancier and so somebody had to somebody somebody had to like you know um slip into that role so uh they i was very honored that they asked me to do it and no the uh, the answer is that you will never get rid of me you'll have to pry the elite dangerous community from my cold dead hands because and i've said this before but i i am not going anywhere um, I think Frontier are doing some absolutely incredibly exciting things that I have to be a part of, and I would be stupid to leave right now. The respect, the stuff that, that we have uh, in the community team at Frontier Developments um, is because of Zach's hard work and because of the hard work that I put on early on as well. Like we actually ha- we're well, we're well respected. They come to us for for advice and things, and they understand the relationships that we have with the communities. So ah. we're, we're very very lucky. We're very well, lucky. That's quite, that's quite a nice segue, actually, onto my next <laughs> Ramble, question. ramble, ramble. <laughs> so I'm just going to cut you off there. That's no, it's good. Thank you. We're going to go past midnight. So um, <laughs> let's, uh, let's move you on as you segued so nicely. When you talk about people coming to you for advice and people coming yeah. to you and talk about various things about the game and how they react with the, the community, um, have you ever made a suggestion in the other direction? So have you ever made a suggestion for the game uh, that has actually made it into the uh, elite dangerous world? So I can't think of anything specific, um, to be completely honest with you, because I've never gone like, wouldn't it be good if the SRV had like <laughs> springs on it instead? Or you know, like I, I, nothing. And I, I wouldn't do that. 
because again I take my job very seriously and that means I also take the job of the designers and the developers very seriously too and I respect that I respect their sort of artistic visions basically um, and I'll, and and it, you know what it's like when you're at work and someone comes up to you and goes have you ever thought about doing this and you're like sod off I'm doing I my job I can honestly say that nobody's ever come up to me at work and said have you ever thought about doing it like this no, never, ever. Never? No, 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 nobody's ever experienced that before, right? <laughs> uh, it's a universal thing, so I, I, I like to be very, um, I like to be very cautious of doing that. And actually, there's a, there's a, there's an element of inside internal community management too. You know, you have to make sure that the devs are, are shielded from negativity, but then also um, are receiving all the right types of feedback. And uh, so I have certainly. I am invited into meetings with Lawrence, game director, Sandy, Steve, uh, uh, you know, people who are making these decisions to at least be consulted on this stuff. So they'll say, all right, how are the community going to react to this? If we do this, how do we message this? You might need to think about messaging this in future. So it's a very... Um, uh, That's a privileged we, we, position. Yeah, very privileged position. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm really honored to, to, to be in that position now. Um, well, let's focus on that privileged position because that's actually the next question that we've got from Michael Grills, which is, you know, what's the main feature? So when you're in these rooms, okay, so <laughs> yeah, when you're in yeah, these yeah. rooms listening to all this big, important stuff that goes on about the game, uh, Mike would like to know, what is the one feature that's not yet announced that you're most looking forward to? You know, is it bigger picture items that we've been told about, but we haven't actually been announced yet? So, you know, things like the atmospheric planets, the, the space legs, the flying through gas giants. Obviously, we're not going to hold you to this. You know, you're not there developing oh. it, but... You know, personally, from your joy of playing the game, which bit gets you most excited about the stuff that is eventually coming at some point in the future? No timelines, no guarantees. Yeah, I'll give you the fun. The fun answer is um, bigger picture items. Yeah, I suppose is uh, it is space legs. Like, really? Uh, yeah, of course it is. If it's done right. And if it's which, which which I have every faith that it will be, uh, it, it, that's why that's why it will take a, that's why it has to we have to take our time with it and we have to make sure that it's done correctly because it's cool it is cool I I think I think why why I'm excited about that is just that it'll feel so different in the Elite Dangerous Galaxy because we spent so long now sitting in those chairs that I think it's just <laughs> going to be that really weird moment where we f do it for the first time that it's just going to feel so weird. Um, we have amazing pins and needles all down our legs when we actually stand up yeah <laughs> yeah well actually your legs have atrophied at this point the muscles have just gone so you're just floating around uh i i, I am excited for that and i think that one of the reasons i'm excited for that is from my community perspective because you say i'll take it from a player's perspective but i haven't got one of those i, I do but i also but i can't ever really step fully away from the community manager side of it i can't ever do that because it's it's too embedded in me so whenever i'm doing it or i'm playing the game i'm always thinking oh what what are the community thinking of this if if you know what i mean so yeah. for me it's like looking at it like uh space legs i just think that that's that's going to be such a pivotal moment i think uh in the sort of the history of this this game uh that what, I'm just sort of, what sort of things and again not to put you on the spot we're, we're talking about a, a big picture item that's uh, yeah. with, this is just speculation but yeah you know do you want to see all of your community go into some sort of space rave with their community with their space legs or <laughs> uh, do you want to see them yeah, walking like around on shows. yeah exactly uh, do you want to see them dancing in in, but, in space stations do you want them carrying their luggage onto the ships what what sort of thing is it that you're going to do with these legs that's going to make it uh, excited fred lewis I I think again this is compl I, a massive 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 um, caveat here 
Is that right? Is that the right word? Yeah. We'll um, you know what I mean. Like, don't I don't know anything about this. Uh, no, you're a fan that. the same as us. This I'm a fan the same as you right now. Yeah, my fun, my fun experience. I don't know, getting out and fixing the ship on the side. You know, like you, you're literally no, going around nice. and doing all those sorts of stuff. Like more than actually going, not, not rather than landing in the stations and and walking about and talking to NPCs and stuff. I think it's the experience when you're out in the middle of nowhere and uh, your ship breaks down and then you have a kit that you can go and fix something on the back of the ship. That'd be cool. You know, that nice. kind of stuff. Nice. That, different moment to moment things like that. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'd like that to go the next the next stage on. So I would like Ed Lewis to be my R2-D2. So I'd like to be <laughs> attacked by pirates and I'd like to, to kick my Ed Lewis out of, the, uh, out of the airlock and get you crawling around on the hatch with your welding torch and hopefully nobody shoots you off it. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll I again. I can see that actually Red Dwarf style. <laughs> yeah, thank you for your feedback. I'll pass that to the developers. Uh, Oh dear! No, we, we wouldn't want to do that because obviously we respect <laughs> the developers and there, you know. So we we wouldn't yeah. want to give them any suggestions or ideas. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's about finding the balance, I think. I still want the Ed Lewis uh, Hollow Me template back. Oh, I did. I did enjoy having that, but that's actually quite a, um, a point. An important point for me is that I, even though I shove my face onto the streams and all that kind of stuff a lot, I think. Um, that's one step too far, in my opinion. There's there's self promotion, and then there's and then there's kind of getting things that you, you don't really. And I don't want to hear anything when I say this, but you know what I mean when I say I don't deserve it. I deserve it equally as much as every other member of that frontier development team does. It sounds like a PR answer. It's also just quite embarrassing because imagine if imagine right for example if that all came out and people were like who's this guy what you know and it, or it didn't sell. Imagine if the bobblehead came out and it <laughs> didn't sell. That's your main concern. And isn't then it? <laughs> it is, and then everyone looks at me internally and goes, "Oh well, Ed's not as popular as we all thought." And then that's it. Now I'm doomed. My career's over. I just love the idea of all these Ed Lewis bobbleheads being in the bargain bin as you walk in yeah, yeah exactly how many people <laughs> how many people would not recognize ed though it's very microcosmic you you know it because you care about the game a lot and so you'll watch the live streams you do all these sorts of things but for you there's there's, a, there's hundreds of thousands of elite dangerous players hundreds of thousands of regular elite dangerous players and they've got no idea who edward lewis is Hey, they no, all need to I, come I to LaveCon then. I feel your pain. You know, when I meet <laughs> someone out there who's an Elite Dangerous fan and they still call it Larvae, yeah. know, there's people God. that just aren't in the know, you know? Yeah. I mean, Lave well, Radio's I, I, been on the air for God knows how many years now, and there's still Lave people Radio. out there who are calling it Larvae Radio. I mean, oh, is that not how you pronounce it? Oh, no, <laughs> I'm saying it wrong all this time. Shut up, or you're going straight out of the airlock, sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's a, it's a it's a kind of dumb subject, but uh, I I'm proud of the work that I do, like the streams and stuff. When I when I do a good job, of course I'm happy with it. And stuff like um doing like my own podcast and my own music, I'm very proud of promoting it there. But I feel like it's stepping over a little bit of a boundary when I'm using it as if if you're then using a video game as a sort of self promotion. I find it a bit tacky, if I'm honest with you. So that's why I don't want to do it. No, good answer. Um, ben, okay. who were you listening to recently? Um, sorry to jump on you there, first. Ben, who were you listening to recently who was mispronouncing our name? Uh, so I was listening to The Guard Frequency, who were, interestingly enough, responding to a, a comment by Colin, and they were pronouncing Lave Lave as well. Mm. So so I did actually go off and I, I felt the need to correct them on that. I know. See, when we first met David Braben, he had an interesting pronunciation for Lave. 
Did and, he? Uh, yeah, he did. Uh, and he, he finally came round. He he agreed that it was definitely Lave. So if Braben says it's Lave, it's Lave. Okay, guys, it's just end well, Bra- it there. But Braben also says Cobra. <laughs> Was that element as well? But I'm sure someone's had a word with him now. You know, Wait, sorry, guys. Says the SpaceX thing is over. Oh, that's oh, all right. Take it off. We, we 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 lost interest in that when they actually managed to do it right and it didn't blow up. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, Commander Nash has uh, again. He's trying to pick on the fact that you might be in the know here. So he asks, "Can we get some final confirmation on the PlayStation VR?" He says that he's got a PlayStation 4 Pro and a headset. And one of the games that would make his year, if not his life, I'm talking hyperbole there, uh, would be uh, Elite Dangerous for it. Um, so the, uh, I, I believe that the, the statement is still the same. We really like VR at Frontier Developments. <laughs> that kind of statement, you know, where it's like, we love it. We, we are still investigating. I imagine... It's to do with the priorities list thing. Uh, it may have slightly dropped down the priorities list. Um, I I don't think it's still a never going to happen, but I wouldn't hold your breath for it, if no. I'm honest. Um, to be, that's such a disappointing answer, isn't it? You, you know what? This is a very good point, and, I, and I'm going to chase up a, fa- a sort of a bit more of a definitive statement and get it out there, uh, or try and make some sort of forum post. Some, have you heard of the forums? Make some sort of forum post. <laughs> what I'll do is I'll write a collection of words and then post it somewhere on the internet. Um, people can read them that are really yeah, can, and then comment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what an amazing, groundbreaking idea. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah, I'll have a. I'll have, I'll have a. I'll go. I'll come back to you all on that. And that's everyone in the community. Great. Well, whilst you're there, you might as well answer Anthony Hunt's question about VR as well, which is: Are there any quality of life improvements for uh, for virtual reality players in the pipeline? So, um, nothing, I'm assuming that's PC related. Yeah, nothing to write home about. So, maybe you know, bug fixes and things like that, perhaps, but nothing. nothing. I think the sorts of things he's implying mm. are. Uh, the ability to be able to uh, navigate the galaxy map easier in VR, yeah, that sort yeah. of thing. Not, not currently, not currently any plans for that. But I'm sure that they're, I'm sure that they are working on those sorts of things. Nothing immediate, anyway. Okay. Well, but he says pipeline. So uh, pipeline. Yeah. You know, yes, they're always looking to to improve every aspect of the game. But don't take this as like a any sort of announcement on that one. <laughs> No worries. Uh, as someone that's just bought a an Oculus Rift headset and is loving Elite Dangerous in virtual reality, can I uh, suggest that they they do that with the Galaxy Map because that's the only bit where I seem to yeah. be falling down on it. But uh, aside Sleep. from that, Ashley, oh. what do you have to say? Commander Validium in game um, questions: When do we think we could add the Chieftain to our non-beta ship fleets? Mm, it's a it's a trick question. It's a trick question. Uh, keep an eye on our social media accounts and our forums for news on that one. Uh, yeah, we don't have the the date to announce just yet, but uh, but soon, TM. This is going to be one of those things where we see how many times we can try and trip Ed up to give us the actual date for the official <laughs> launch of the beta. It, it would help if I knew it myself. So <laughs> probably wise to share that information yeah. with you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I don't. Obviously, I do. yeah. I'm not even gonna. Yeah. You could just see that picture going on at, at Frontier Towers. So Ed's already told us that he goes into all these big high-powered meters with David yeah. Brave and everything yeah, else, yeah, and it's yeah. got. You get, you walks up to the office door and it says. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> update launch date meeting 
no Ed Lewis allowed. <laughs> no Ed Lewis <laughs> the door just get closed on him. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure yeah. Secret Hands knows. Secret Hands, do, Secret Hands definitely knows, but he's 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 not been out for a while. He's gone, he's gone somewhere else. Secret Hands, for those who don't know, is basically it's basically me. <laughs> And then I, I cut my hands around my mouth and I say secret hands. And then I pretend that I can't hear what I'm saying. And then I'll say, I'll give secrets away, but I haven't got any. So sorry. Secret hands is on that vacation. work on an audio podcast? Exactly. It doesn't. It's only it's all <laughs> my silly live streams where I review biscuits. Uh, that he comes out. Twitch.tv slash Edward C. Lewis. Self-promotion. See? Uh, we have no Another question here from the game. Yep. Um... What happened to the crate? Okay, I this I I so I have seen a couple of questions actually because obviously they've all been very public and, and Ben was very helpful and sent some over to me. So I know this comes up later, but I can I can cover this now if you want. Do it. Yeah, so I, I, I believe at Frontier Expo and I watched this back um today to make sure. Um see I did my my preparation. Um <laughs> I yeah, yeah, I had a look. Uh, I watched it back and basically I don't believe that we actually said quarter one um, and if we did then I'm sorry um, but it's definitely it's it's coming as part of beyond um, but it is not in the quarter one update you'll have to wait a little bit longer for that one wow I think that's fine you disappointed? No, not at all. As long as it keeps Some on coming. It's, yeah, it's, no, no, no. Uh, oh, what I can say, and sort of secret hands, but it's not really, because we've already said this, but there are more ships coming as well. Oh, in the Beyond update? Yeah, absolutely. Multiple mm. ships. Now, are these are these genuine ships, or is this the Chieftain Mark II, the Chieftain Mark III, the Chieftain Mark IV? Um, no comment on that, but... <laughs> Uh, it, it's not. It's not just that. No. So that's a, that's actually a comment, then, isn't it? Really. Sort so that's, that's <laughs> a yes, then, isn't it? Really. Did, is that is that what you take from that? You can take what you know. What I'm hoping it's obscure and, and confusing enough that you'll just you'll just ignore it and skip skip past. Let's just skip past. Shan, what do you want to say, mate? I was going to make the comment about the, the crate um, and say, uh, yes, we probably are having a Chieftain Mark II. That's how I interpret that. Conversation. Uh, <laughs> all right. Oh, fair enough. Well, that's how you're you going to speculate all you want. <laughs> Ash, what about you, mate? Um, another question in is, what's the deal with DLC? I'm trying to work this one out myself. So I know what they're referring to there. Um, they're probably referring to the premium DLC, I think, that Zach mentioned in a post a long time ago. Um, basically, Beyond is free. For everybody who owns Elite Dangerous and Elite Dangerous Horizons. All the Elite content is free for those who own Elite. And all the Elite Dangerous Horizons content is free for those who own Horizons. We then said also there will be some premium DLC that will kind of support that in a way. Uh, hopefully that's what he meant. Otherwise I'm just rambling. Um, but again, that still is very much in the pipeline. Uh, we haven't actually talked about it at all yet. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to talking about it and uh, seeing what people think. So... Uh, nothing to announce or talk about, but it's but it is still very much in the in the in discussion at Frontier. Okay, talking about stuff to release, is there any plans to release the Horizons uh, Planet soundtrack? That one's from uh, from Shogun. 
I did some work today after receiving that question. Excellent. I and I, so. and I, yeah, believe it or not, I did some work today. I did a lot of work today. Uh, I, do you want me to read my speech again? I'll read my speech again. No, 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 Definitely not. Definitely not. In fact, no, I won't read it, but I would ask you to edit in a repeat of it now, Jake. All right. So, yeah, I went and asked Jim Croft, who is the head of audio. I said, hey, any plans to do this? It's a good question, isn't it? Ooh. And he went, oh, yeah, that'd be good. And I went, oh, great. <laughs> and then he went, he went, email, email me with, with the question and the suggestion. And also uh, our licensing person who deals with some of the getting things, you know, up on Spotify and stuff like that. And uh, so I did. And then everyone was really keen about it. So it looks like it's in motion now, <laughs> thanks to that question. So that's nice, awesome. isn't it? So there you go, Shogun. Yeah, pat yourself <laughs> on the back. Uh, if you're the only person out there in the Elite Dangerous Universe that wanted that, well, at least you might be getting it. Oh, it'd be nice. It'd be the, the Planet's soundtracks are really, actually, really lovely. Yeah, they are um, great. Anything Jim does is fantastic. In fairness, yeah. the sound department in total. Yeah, oh, yeah, they're all, all fantastic. I think it's Erasmus Talbot again for the... Mm for the, the planet side stuff. But um, he also then said, oh yeah. And also the uh, planet coaster uh, building. Cause when you're building a planet coaster, there's a beautiful soundtrack playing. We haven't put that out anywhere. And he was like, oh, so let's do that too. So like, yeah, all this new music that'll be coming, but it's lovely stuff to have on the background of Spotify and stuff while you're working and things. It's funny, isn't it? Jim. Thinking about Erasmus. Cause obviously he was announced when way back when we were talking about this game coming together and they got a, a composer for the music and Erasmus was there and we were so excited listening to some of the stuff that he'd actually done. It's great to know that Erasmus is still around, still producing music for the game. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure whether it was that they got loads of it or uh, done beforehand and then they're sort of using it more and more and sort of taking edits for it. I think they have the, sort of the full rights to change whatever they want or if he's continually doing more. I'm not sure how it works. But yeah, he did uh, a wonderful, wonderful job and obviously it's super cool to, to have a proper composer making stuff, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. <laughs> um, no, this is just quite a, it's quite a funny one, just for you. So just the general sort of beta that we're moving on now. Um, what part of the Beyond reveal made you the most apprehensive regarding player feedback and, and why? Um, I think it's the same probably as anybody else's on the design team anyway. And that is the engineers and crime and punishment stuff uh, because they're the most contentious issues. Um, PVPers feel, uh, and other players feel strongly about the crime and punishment changes and, and how that's going to affect their game. Um, but it's a, it's a weird one. Um, I always knew when watching the feedback come in and people being sort of, especially on, a, on that second live stream where we talked about the engineers and me and Sunny talked about it, you could immediately see this sort of 60-40 split, and I am going to say 60-40. And in fact, it turns out after doing sentiment reports, which we do, um, that um, actually largely positive. It's just there's a, there's a large, and there's a very important minority of, of vocal people. Uh, and when I say minority, in, in this case, it was sort of a 70-30 split. But of of people and these people are important and you've caught i listen to absolutely everybody who were angry about it but it's very easy to focus on that negativity and and, and the sort of negative comments and uh and, and in this case they're absolutely justified you know people are absolutely entitled to their opinion people whose opinions i massively respect in the community were saying i don't like it for this reason but the difference is that we can look at it and say yeah but that's the whole point of the beta and we sit back and we go we are going to be making these changes these changes are you know we are going to be taking on board your feedback. And I think ultimately that we actually have, 
Um, a lot of the changes that were made to engineers seem to be received really well. Um, it, <laughs> Crime and punishment's a different one because that's still always going to be contentious. But as Sandy has said, and I truly believe, maybe call me brainwashed or whatever, um, but I have absolute faith in it, that this is good for the long-term health of the game. The changes that are being made for beyond are for both crime punishment and engineers are positive for for the way that I understand them, which is maybe slightly limited uh, because I don't I don't have thousands of hours of PvP. You know I, I'm not that player, and so that's the that's the yeah. Anyway, sorry, I'm I'm rambling. You may talk. Please talk. No, I was just about to ask Ed. Obviously, without citing an example, but has there ever been a case where? you know the players aren't going to like something and that has changed the direction of development. You know, in other words, you've gone, oh, crumbs, the players are going to hate this. We have to not do this. Or yeah, it- and, I, and I don't even, I think I don't even want to mention what some of them are. Um, yeah, where just where me and Zach have gone, Whoa, 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 rethink that. And it's, and again, it's that case of we're in these meetings and we're consulted on it. And we go, that sounds very strange to me. And more often than not, actually, it'll end up me being like, what are you talking about? Blah, 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 Zach, rah, 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 you know, Zach's wrong. And then after a while, Zach will sort of talk me around and I'll be like, oh, yeah, nah, definitely don't do that. And then they're like, okay. But more often than, like, more often than not, in fact, I can't remember the time when they haven't listened to us and then gone back and, and reevaluated things um, because we try to pass on everything that we can possible onto the the dev team but remember and by the way that is not I make it sound like that's a daily occurrence absolutely is not it's just that every now and again I'm glad that we're there to step in and just say hey consider this for a second and it's never anything vastly serious or over the top it's just things that could cause some trouble you know yeah cool um, okay, just another one which I'm, I'm looking at here, which is one that I must admit I've thought about on a number of occasions. So, uh, Rob Hooper has asked, you know, he gets the feeling that the games that Frontier Development chooses to create will ultimately uh, be able to help Elite Dangerous grow based on the fact it's all using the same Cobra engine. Um, <laughs> and hopefully, uh, bring in features that we'd really like to see in future expansions. Um, I mean, obviously, we're not going to see dinosaurs in space, yeah. but. Well, thanks, Rob, yeah. <laughs> But do no. you, you know, do you see this as being the case? I mean, it, when we're talking about the um, the alpha and stuff, and we're talking about space legs, everybody was mm. obviously pointing at the outsider game that uh, that Frontier did a while <laughs> yeah. back, and thinking, you know, surely somewhere that's that that's that source code <laughs> is going to be, you know, we just need to reskin that and put uh, flight suits on them, and we're done. We're ready to go. I think it's as I don't think it's as simple as that, obviously. <laughs> um, but I think, and also, a lot of time has gone has moved on since the Outsider uh, yeah. for one. Um, but I think, obviously, well, first of all, you got to remember that they're all separate games, mm-hmm. and so like they have their own law, they have their own rules, they have, and it's kind of you don't re- you don't want to put your planet coaster in your Elite Dangerous. You don't want that. It sounds fun, but it, you, no one actually really wants that. But yeah, in terms of the technologies, of course, um, they learn lessons from making games every single time they make a game in the Cobra engine. And and we learn all sorts of different stuff um, from making Planet Coaster that goes back into Elite. And then from Elite Dangerous, it goes back into Planet Coaster. And then Jurassic World Evolution will be the sort of the next one learning from all of that as well. Uh, con- Elite's continued development means that it's it, the, the devs are learning all the time on it. Um, I don't think you, there's nothing sp- sort of specific. I mean, maybe the 
talking about sort of yeah, atmospheric and planets and grass tech. Who knows? Like, who knows? Um, I'll I'll let you know when we're allowed to. Don't when I know, know. <laughs> well, I'll let you know. We'll let you know. Yeah, you'll, okay, you'll see it enough. and go. Okay, I see that now. I can see that. But nothing to report on that yet. But hey, I'm sure they're absolutely learning lessons from all those all the different games. Well, considering we had lost wind bobbleheads, I mean, there might be a licensing issues, but, you know, wouldn't it be great to have a little Velociraptor bobblehead? Wouldn't, oh, that, just be, wouldn't that just be rock? Yeah. Like, Even a Gulpy bobblehead or a Chief B from Planet Coaster. You oh, know, it would I'm be so really good. I'm My immersion would be ruined. If, <laughs> if you don't have to buy it, that's the joy of it. You don't have to buy it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, you can keep wanting your Planet Coaster bits. I still want landing wheels on my ships. Landing wheels. <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> I don't That's care. Right. You can't fly a clipper and not think. How would this land like a seven four seven? You know what? I think. I think what we're, we're missing a really big trick here. So you know those nice new stations that we've got with all the lush parklands and stuff. Picnic benches. Yeah. <laughs> Easy one to move across from Planet Coaster. <laughs> yes. Picnic benches it would make the world a difference to our game. I'd love <laughs> to know if there is any. I mean, look, I don't understand uh, game development. That sounds bad. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. Like I'm not a coder. I'm not a, a render artist. Um, so I could be saying things that are like, well, actually, even though it is the same engine, it is a completely different sort of, hugely different use of that engine. If you know what I mean. So, yeah. Well, I'm sorry, but did did you just buy Elite Dangerous just to sit on a park bench at Lave Station <laughs> hey, look, and just watch just... the traffic go by? Look seriously. I think you get out of your ship, okay? You've got these nice new space legs. What are you going to do with them? You're going to walk across, you know, you're going to walk across the dock, you're going to go to that nice park, you're going to sit down on that picnic bench, and you're going to watch that wonderful yellow truck go round and round and round and round. And then the world is going to be complete. You know, that is all you need in Elite Dangerous. No, Actually, it's space you... legs. You are going to want to use your legs. You should be chasing that damn truck round and around. <laughs> I'm not a dog. <laughs> I don't care. You didn't just get given legs to go and sit back down again. Shan's getting rather impatient. He Shan wants to say yeah, something. Sorry, Shan. What do you want to say, mate? No, I was going to say, actually, if you if you look inside, if you use the um, camera, as I call it, if you look inside the interior of those tourist stations, you can look inside the buildings, and there are pictures on the walls inside the buildings. Really? There is a huge, there's a huge amount of detail on these in, in the interiors that you can see using the... Um, the using the camera. camera that's uh, actually in there. What, I mean, what, I think what were you expecting to see? Well, well, usually there's just placeholder stuff, but if you look around, there's a lot more detail than you expect. For example, I believe it's in the same interior type. You, there is a um, a spaceship showroom where you can see various ships like laid out like a yeah. car like a car showroom. So there's all this sort of detail that's been added, and you do kind of have to wonder: was it in there just for fun? Or is it in there for us to be able to go ship shopping <laughs> in the future? Yeah, future today. Right, yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah, you have to think about that because there are some games where if you do quote-unquote cheat and look outside of the level, then yeah, there is a little bit more detail to some things than you would think. Mm. I mean, I've thought that with a few games before. Especially Portal. Um, Portal, there is so much detail in some areas that you would think that's behind a piece of stained glass or frosted glass that you get on your bathroom, so you can't see through it. But there's an entire office, there's clocks on the wall, there's desks, yeah. there's computers, there's monitors, there's keyboards. 
but yeah, you can't but see I mean, to. There's always been um, there's always been this in uh, in Elite Dangerous, and that's been some of the the great things. So when we first saw the Conda come out, you know, the level of detail that um, was built into the Conda, obviously because it was going to have the you know the multi phase um, damage report and stuff. Just the you know the maps and the itineraries and the blueprints and stuff that actually laid out for that ship just was a real sort of clear indication of how a level what level of detail they're going to go in with this game. Although, as Commander Villidium says just here, is um, in regard to the f- visible damage, is it seems no other ships do that. Yeah. Okay. So maybe we can. I mean, Ed's probably not been prepared for that question, but that's something that the community been the community have been asking for a while. So that the damage model that we've got on the the uh, Anaconda is super. It's awesome, isn't it? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It, it does look really really cool, and you can see the sort of inside of the yeah yeah the rooms. It's really really cool. Um, and a lot of work, I should imagine, to try and roll that out across mm. the uh, the fleet. So is the damage model on the Panther Clipper better? <laughs> You know, <laughs> well, I'm not. I'm going to ignore Shan, um, <laughs> and I'm going to say that's not something I've ever Most actually talked about. So that's a good question. It's a, it good, question. a good question. Yeah, it's a good question. I want. I'm going to. I want to talk to people about it. See what they. Again, I, I'm going to use my stock answer of every aspect of Elite Dangerous. They're always working on it. So <laughs> I'm sure there are things that the uh, Joe Batoni does a lot of the ship interiors, and she's amazing. Um, I'm sure I can have a word with her and see what she says. Awesome. Excellent. Take my own show notes. Yeah, take your own show notes and follow Mm -hmm. up. This one is from uh, from Stu Barbs, and it sort of links on to a point that you were making uh, earlier on, actually, around the the influence that communities have. And you you took the the temperature gauge when you were talking about crime or punishment. But Mm -hmm. T says, you know, I worry sometimes that the community influences game design too much. Is there any plan to bring back the DDF? which for those people that weren't around when the game was first being built, it was the Design Decision Forum, I think, wasn't it? Uh, the DDF Design Decision Forum yeah. or something along those lines. Or d- anyway. uh, one of those words. Discussion uh, something, wasn't it? Design, design Discussion, discussion Forum. forum. Yeah, and I think that it, it became more of a, yeah, people thought it was just, sorry, excuse me. People thought it was decision, but I think it wasn't. Yeah, but so the Design uh, Discussion Forum to ensure that the views of a core of longer-term elite gamers, I don't even like the way this question's going, uh, uh, with the best interests of the game at heart, are considered yeah. with appropriate weight from those that are not drowned out by noisy fly-by-night types. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, look, no, no one's noisy, uh, and we take everyone's opinion seriously, but what I would say on that is have a little faith in the developers. <laughs> They've um, been here for a long time. Yeah, and they, they know what they're looking for, if you know what I mean. Um, so, one sec, I did have a little... Hmm. So, basically, the, you've got to remember that the dev team do know what what they're looking out for. They have they have a good idea of... of, of they, they're, they're good at separating that sort of... I don't want to say wheat from the chaff as if there's terrible answers, because there isn't. But we all know that some people's answers hold more sort of wide, wide validity. And also, it's easy when you have a community team who are looking through the sentiment reports and going, right, this is a hot topic. A lot of people are saying this. Uh, not so many people are saying this. And you can help them by splitting up all this stuff and sending it to them. So although, you like you say, you're getting a lot more opinions, they've been doing it for a long time. 
they understand which ones and they they understand the tools that they're working with better than anybody obviously so they know which ones are actually feasible which ones are just can kind of completely like we can't even consider that unfortunately they 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 look at every uh, they they read all of the feedback and I, I can't repeat that enough they spend too much time on the forums no wait I shouldn't have said that either you know what I mean <laughs> I they're, they're, yeah <laughs> uh, I'm trying well. Okay, but it's a nice hole. I'm trying to dig a nice hole. I'm trying to say that, that basically they get it and they get which ones to look at and 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 consider and and put equal weighting to. That said, there is also the FFF, the FFF, um, which is the uh, Focus Feedback Forum, which is kind of similar but with less of a uh, what's the word? Well, basically, with Elitism? the DDF. Hmm. The DDF, well, it was a backer award, you know, um, and it was kind of like, look, we get to make these decisions and yes, these decisions will be implemented. Whereas the Focus Feedback Forum is more about, hey, here's a proposal. What do you think? Just because you say, just because you have uh, opinions on it doesn't necessarily mean it'll go that way. Um, but it definitely has changed the way engineers works it changed the way crime and punishment works and we're going to keep doing the focus feedback forum because it is absolutely invaluable for sunday especially in the next set of ones that we're doing because we have more time to actually implement the feedback that people put in that's not to say that the feedback wasn't used for the first two topics because it absolutely was it was very tricky over the christmas period uh, for sandy to actually being in there and re-responding and some people believe their feedback wasn't taken into account um but again it's it's difficult to Ooh, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it still has to be a designer making a video game. Yeah, exactly. And you've still got to you know, have faith in the designers. And you're not designing this thing by committee because we've got one mm -hmm. hell of a long, uh, big committee out there when it comes to the size Absolutely. of the community. But I do um, get it. Yeah. Uh, Frontier, I think the FFF is going to be good, good stuff. No, and I agree. And I think, oh, I don't know, I think the, the DDF got a bit of a bad rap because how you described the... Uh, is actually, I was part of the DDF, and that's what I thought that my role within the DDF was. And I think maybe there was a, a lack of you know, clear communication as to what the DDF was, and it seemed to be different things to different people. Um, I certainly never thought of myself as being sort of elitist by being in there. It was literally just a way of offering, you know, offering feedback on, on topics and ideas, and there was some really good stuff thrown into the DDF. Mm -hmm. um, we keep on threatening in, on the show to go back through some of the old DDF stuff and see some of the ideas that, you know, early on in the game that people were talking about, um, you know, the developers were talking about implementing um, and maybe sort of reigniting some of the discussion around some of those points. But no, I mean, as long as there is, you know, a sounding board somewhere that the, the devs can go and, you know, bounce ideas off without getting shot down or, you know, causing a massive yeah. <laughs> forum fire or anything like that, I think, I think that's great. The game's very different now, and the audience is very different now. Um, Greg two two five six in the chat there, being a bit a bit cruel, um, uh, but um, I think what he's trying to say is that back in the day, it was a lot more people who were sort of uh, loved the the nineteen eighty four original uh, and wanted to sort of shape it into that sort of thing, um, uh, rather than what what the words that he's used um which are interesting choice words but um i think it has changed and there is a broader audience and a broader set of needs and it is it's really tricky to to keep up with i imagine to keep up with pleasing absolutely everyone at the end of the day isn't it well, and exactly. in this modern internet day mm. well and also just as the fact the game has got more and more um 
yeah, more and more popular, more and more successful. It's on more and more um, mm. you know, platforms. That each of those platforms brings in a new dynamic of, of player. So, yeah, it's it's getting harder, I'd imagine, for Frontier to try and balance all, that, all of those out. But I am going to name and shame him. So, Greg2256, <laughs> who's decided to say that <laughs> uh, the DDF was... I've lost it. So, the DDF was a bunch of old geezers trying to rekindle 1984 nostalgia, which I'm I think not, is a bit harsh. Uh, yeah, I think it's harsh. I'm not laughing at the, uh, the 1984ers who absolutely... I mean, the game wouldn't exist without them. Elite Dangerous wouldn't exist without them. Kickstarter, it was just unbelievable. Like, the support yeah, is just so cool. That was, that was amazing. Uh, Ash, do you want to pick up on that before we move on to another question, mate? No, I was going to move on to another question, which is quite burning through me at the minute. Oh! Okay, Ash, go on. Um, Nils Hanstrom and Adam J from the Discord... Um, are all asking as well as me as well as a few people in the game can we get a sandbox style race construction kit maybe as simple as deployable deployable signs such as start goals markers on the planets Mm -hmm. even if they're just temporary (laughs) and disappear when the instance is gone i'm gonna i'm going to i'm going to be a bit boring um I, I don't I, I think it's probably never say never but but, but probably never uh, so it, it's not the sort of thing you know how priorities list obviously it'd be really cool to all sorts of different different things and different features and cool stuff like that but it it doesn't feel as if that's something that is certainly at the top of uh, any priority list at the moment unfortunately. So more SRVs designs is also low on the list as well. We can guess. That's no. That's not. That's not. That's definitely not what I'm saying at all. Um, I'm just saying the ability to place down your own race construction kit like things. That's what I'm. That's very specifically what I'm saying here. Is that that isn't isn't something that is in the near future or really on the roadmap. This is going to show my ignorance in terms of buckyball and on all the the SRV racings. But mm-hmm. did you not have some some beacons released in the last year or so that helped with uh, organising races, or is that just me having a dream about Elite Dangerous that actually bears no resemblance <laughs> to real life? I think, unless anyone else wants to correct me, <laughs> the stuff on planet surfaces that that people used as markers, but I don't believe. Mm, I don't believe there's beacons that you can place yourself. But, Fine. Uh, sorry. Okay. But, no, but, right. but, I don't mind I, dreaming about Elite Dangerous. Yeah. I fool myself on the, <laughs> on the live stream. That's well, fine. I can edit that it out makes me very nervous. Hey, hey look, we've <laughs> yeah. all done that lots of times. But actually, yeah, I, I'm sorry to be disappointing on that one. Um, I hope that's not ruined. Hopefully I can get a little bit less disappointed. Do we get more SRV um, <laughs> <laughs> styles? No, I'm not. I can't announce anything on that today. No, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Shan, what questions did you want to pick out? Yeah, there's a couple that have been picked out. I'm not sure if Ed can answer them directly, but hopefully Try. he can find out the answer for us, or has mm-hmm. found out the answer for us. Uh, one was from uh, Commander Wotherspoon. Um, he's asked Has the impact of per material limits on the synthesis been taken into account? So, for example, the premium. Uh, FSD injection requires three niobium, so we're limited to 33 injections without finding more, which mm-hmm. impacts exploration where stars are thinly spread. Uh, another example is uh, premium limpets can only be 10 times, 
and some munitions is also affected. Um, yeah. I like that, especially, uh, yeah. Um, all right, so has anyone got a scluzy horn or anything? <laughs> um, so we are going to be talking about this on uh, an announcement at some point, but yes, there. I think it was the question, has it been taken into account, the impact yes. of per material limits? Well, yes, it has been taken into account. Um, so we are going to be increasing the material caps um, based on tiers. So for tier one... What, salty tiers? Salty. <laughs> Sorry. Tiers, T-I-E-R-S. Uh, you'll have... Th- <laughs> hey. Um, but basically, the end result is that it should be approximately what you can do now in the game, the live game now. Um, so the same number of um, synthesis. How do you say that? How do you say that? Um, but basically, the, the, the tier, so it's going to be like tier, for tier one, you'll get 300 capacity uh, for materials. Um, so the material caps are going like up quite a lot. Does that answer your question, Shan? It does, yeah. I think I'll make a lot of exploration people very happy. I think so. I think it's a big yes. old deal. <laughs> Wotherspoon um, is now cheering in game for yeah. hurrah for more materials. Yeah, so it's two hundred. I think it, I think from the top of my head, three hundred capacity for tier one stuff, and then it's like goes down in fifties. So like tier two, you'll have two hundred and fifty capacity. Tier three, and then so down, so on, like dropping in fifty each time. Um, but yeah, I I took that to be some good news uh for explorers because it basically means that you'll ha- you'll basically be able to do what you can do now but also yeah more material storage so there you go material caps anyway good stuff yeah uh, the, other, the other question that caught my eye was uh, what are your thoughts on publishing periodic infographics mm-hmm. that give us the players an insight into what's going on for example since 2.4 thargoids have killed 100,000 mm-hmm. commanders caused X billion in rebuys and commanders have killed so many cyclopses and et cetera, et cetera. So mm-hmm. basically give us a picture of the of the player base in yeah. an overview term. I think it's a great what idea. He actually wants us to see how many people you guys have banned. <laughs> well, uh, we, we don't really name and shame people, so we try well, to no, steer on. He, he just wants like an infographic to say like we've banned and this many people. This many hundreds of people have been banned. Now we, we, we have in the past considered doing that sort of stuff and I wanted to really really early on make cool really cool infographics this is when I first started and I think as a result of being told no back then because of the amount of time it would have taken and how we didn't have the resources to actually make cool infographics back then um, I kind of haven't really asked that question again but there is also another reason why you wouldn't do it if you don't mind me being completely honest and well, that is it would be worth poking them again because I do yeah, re- no, it's one, cool. It's definitely one very cool. thing that sticks out to my mind is Brett C on the um, Steam mm-hmm. community did say um, on a particular post about a guy who had several accounts that accla- acclaimed them to be belonging mm-hmm. to his kids or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that's one of the few public one of the few times I've seen publicly anyone from frontier say well oh actually yes well, we have done something about this you, you've got yeah, brain trouble there. no I'm, jo- I'm joking we we of course do um, it was public uh, on steam so it's his own yeah. fault really oh no absolutely is yeah <laughs> we blame you, tj <laughs> good, yeah, good way of doing it now brett is um no uh, the the banning thing i just think you get into some really dangerous territory if you start naming and shaming and and saying like 
exactly how many we've banned or why we banned them. It just gets into some really... You're opening a can of worms a little bit there. Um, hmm. I, I was there, but the, but in terms of the cool infographics, that's something we want to do. One of the things you can get into, again, dangerous territory slightly, is the public so perception of how the game's doing oh you know if we say one week oh 100,000 Thargoids were killed this month and then the next month we say oh actually only 50,000 were killed and everyone will go oh the, the game's dying nobody cares about it do you know what I mean You and, and you will see a natural decline in all these sorts of things when the matter of fact is actually we have more people in beta than we ever have had this weekend um, uh, like this week just gone we had more people than have ever been in the Elite Dangerous beta and the forums had their busiest day. The Elite Dangerous forums are busier now than they ever have been. We had the busiest forum day ever. I think it was Tuesday last week or something ridiculous. Which is crazy. What exactly happens? The, the, the flags come down from the ceiling? Does a, does a hooter sound? <laughs> what happens if Brett loves Towers it. to tell you that you've got Brett the loves busiest it. forum going? Brett Brett just sends an email around really excited about it to everyone. It's like all at Cambridge and he's like, <laughs> he's like, everyone, we have the biggest beer, everyone, a celebration. And everyone's like, thanks, Brett. Thanks, mate. Uh, carry on, everyone. Uh, yeah. I mean, you, make a, you make a good point, actually, just touching on that. Uh, the fact, how is the open beta? I mean, you said also the most popular beta, but how's it, how's it changed compared to some of the previous closed beta? Have you got more feedback, more valuable information? Is, is, is more better? Is, or is, you know, has it been harder to wade through that, uh, you know, that volume of, uh, of new information coming from uh, such a wide beta? So you have to take into consideration that it was a chieftain. A uh, new ship, and I think the first new ship for a while. I think that that probably swayed people to jump in for the for, you know ten minutes and jump around in the chieftain and go oh, that's cool, and then sort of move on. I still think that you have a similar, um, a similar core audience who are still the ones who are doing the proper hardcore testing, and I, I think we probably saw similar numbers of those. To be honest, um, I, I don't know. I mean, more is good, obviously, because then you get in much more the da- much more data. So rather than the the actual forum posts and the blog posts, but like the crash logs and the, and, the, and the network tests and stuff like that, obviously more is better in those instances. So yeah, it was it was extremely useful. Uh, so from what I was told, I asked the devs and they were like, yeah, it's been a really good one, and that's kind of all they had to say about it. <laughs> a thumbs up, basically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, ben, do you want to do you want to ask your question? I'm not sure if it's if it's an Ed question or not, but uh, hit him with it. Right. So, if you remember, maybe even before you joined, there was this little thing called Offline Gate. No, it wasn't. I was there. I remember it. You you were there I for that. The stars. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, what is the plan for the end of development? You know, uh, like question, Ben. It's yep. a weird question, if you don't mind me saying, mm-hmm. because we're excited about the game and we're making this game that we're excited about continuing to make and and we keep putting out content and stuff and the game's still doing really well and more players are playing it more than ever and we still sell a lot during the sales and it's it, it it's a weird... I understand the question because people are like, well, we, we want to be able to play this game forever, um, but currently we have nothing to say on it because we have no plan to stop it. So... Um, I'm just going to keep enjoying while we're making it. And again, we never want to disappoint the the commanders and the community who want to play it forever. So uh, I'm sure we will eventually have a solution. And we eventually, if we ever have to, if it ever comes down to it, we have to talk about it. I'm I'm sure we'll communicate it very 
carefully and effectively, um, and I'm sure we'll have a solution for it. But we don't need to talk about it right now. We don't. We need to talk about all the cool new stuff that's coming this year and then next year and whatever happens after that. Are we still on a 10-year gonna, plan? Because we've been this on a 10-year plan for a while. Are we yes. now eight years they... on, the, on, on that 10-year plan, or are we on <laughs> seven years on that 10-year plan, or are we still on our 10 years on that 10-year plan? It feels like an eternity. <laughs> I don't know. I actually don't know. I'm sorry, I'm sorry Fuzzer. I can't really. No, it's a good, it's, I think it's a good question, because yeah. I'm going to say it, it was always been a 10-year plan that they've got for the game, but I mean, that's not to say that you know, new ideas come along, new, um, new developments such as VR come in. You know, maybe it's a 20-year plan for this game now. Maybe it's a 15-year. Maybe they've got more content at Frontier Towers than they thought 10 years, 10 years ago when it first started. Anyway, they're just wondering if that 10-year plan has actually morphed into into something else. Uh, might be one to ask some of the lead designers. Might be a Sandy or a um, mm. a David Braven question. Of course, we'll have. We, I mean, we'll keep you updated with all all of our plans when that information is available. Really. I mean, could even, I'm going to jump on this now. one myself. I'm just um, be, hold on, mate. I'm just thinking that you know it could be a spin-off. You know, I've got yeah. a new love in my life, and that's oh. NCIS that started in 2003. And that's a spin-off of yeah, no. Oh. NCIS was the was the first one, oh. but then it did spin off into NCIS Los Angeles or NCIS <laughs> New Orleans. Can yeah. you imagine an Elite Dangerous, you know, Safari or Elite Dangerous, oh. you know, uh, Noir, where you have lots of different games that spin off from the Elite Dangerous universe? It could, it could go on forever. Oh, like a like a, a th- sort of a, an RPG set on one yeah. station, set on Lave Station or something See, like that. Now you're talking. Now you're yeah. talking my language. It doesn't it never has the fun never has to end. <laughs> well, it just needs to end. <laughs> Like what? <laughs> <Dave> <laughs> <Enders>. <laughs> oh no! So I am going to jump on this one because I this was a question I got in before Ben sent them off. Um, I I think I speak for all of the community when I say I don't want the game to become another of a popular game which I have I used to play, which is um, Test Drive Unlimited Two. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it's now completely unplayable to myself because my account has got something wrong with it, and there is nobody left at support. Who won't do that? There, <sighs> there, yeah. there is nobody. So, like, I, I feel <sighs> like even though I've put 200, 300, 400 hours into that game, I've now paid for a game mm. that I cannot play. Don't, don't I mean, think. Yeah, yeah, I can play it in offline mode, but yeah, don't, I, don't I, think I, that it's an, it's an interesting question. But I mean, that's. First of all, don't think that we're not that I'm not taking that seriously, or we we aren't taking that whole question seriously. But just I think oh, no, take, some, take some comfort in the fact that I'm saying we don't need to discuss it yet. It's a sensitive topic, and it's just mm. one that it does sit on the back of I think all of our minds. If mm. I don't, I've, I mean that's an interesting point. It's an interesting point. Maybe even more so for me because I won't have a job at the end of it. So <laughs> that's, a, that's a joke. Of course. Uh, even I didn't right. think about that point. To be honest, you know, so you'll be fine. With a ten-year plan, a lot of us are going to be lucky to still be around to see the end. Oh, <laughs> How many of your wives plan to kill you after eight years Mate. of elite? Lave Radio 2029, <laughs> and we'll be still be talking about it. I can't wait. I'll be there for the. I'll be there for the ten-year anniversary. That's for sure. We, we haven't got many questions left, so we'll, we'll rattle through them. Um, got some from about player consequences, which we're, we're, we're kind of hoping is in your area now uh, ed um mm. we're seeing a revamp of the crime punishment system in game mm. so 
to complete the plan, yep. are there any plans to clarify the terms of use? Yes. Yeah. It seems certainly from the outside, there's a mm. lot of confusion about topics, which leads to mm. lots of discussion and negativity. So it seems you're clarifying what's acceptable in game, mm. but what's acceptable out of game oh, by that's game players point. hasn't caught up. Oh, it's really tricky. That's a really true. Uh, yeah, actually. So I, I, I read because again, Ben sent these over earlier, and I read that question as more of a: Are we going to lay out the rules as they are in the game for everyone? Because we need some clarification on it. Your there's 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 so many different topics covered in that question, Shan. Ah, including uh, sort of combat logging as well, and all sorts of things, which I'm just adding more pain for some reason to myself here for this question. Um, but it's. You know what? Yeah, there is absolutely. I think that's. I think it's a really important thing that we need to do, uh, just to be a bit like, hey, here's what we. Yeah, yeah. There is. If there isn't an if there isn't an immediate plan, there needs to be one, Shan, and and we'll we'll endeavour to do that. Okay, great. Don't worry, Ed. We'll gag him at the um, LaveCon. <laughs> so it can't be that much of a terror. Um, <laughs> no, it's not. It's not bad. Well, at all. We, we also know, as Ashley uh, touched on earlier, we also know secondary sources that you do take action on accounts. Um, so, yeah. do you think there's merit in publishing numbers, no names or nothing traceable, uh, to act as a, as a deterrent? Because what the public sees is all these people doing all this bad stuff, mm. and nothing bad seems to happen to them. And so, if there was more of these. You know, we, we banned so many players for this high-level thing. It at least acts as a deterrent to make people think, well, actually, I won't do this because of this and this and this. There is certainly, there is certainly merit. We do ban people. Uh, I, I don't know how much I want to get into that, to be completely honest with you. But we do ban people. There is merit in absolutely showing that. But I think it's a bigger discussion that, you know, I will continue to have. Cool. Okay, cool. And and, and the last and the last one right for the list I've got is uh, so who decides what action, if any, is to be taken on an account that routinely breaches the terms of use? Is it like a uh, uh, a tribunal or a court, or is it just someone going <laughs> whack on the head with them? You know, how, how what's the process? It's quite it, often it's a high level. High level it goes to Cambridge High Court, doesn't it? Yeah, it goes. It goes yeah, that's absolutely right. It does it goes all the way to the top. Me like Shan's trying to figure out how he can actually get round the system. <laughs> He's asking a lot of leading questions here. It's don't worry. It's fine. Um, it's it's usually quite simple. Um, there's usually almost irrefutable proof, uh, and it's um, the lovely people in player support actually that deal with that stuff. And I'll leave it there for now. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Okay, Shan. Why don't you uh, Why don't you end with one of the nicer ones? Well, I will. Uh, I'll, I'll end with a nicer one, and I'll also give um, Ed his infographic, or his his, his factoid. Sorry. Um, so, Ed, we've seen lots of acts of kindness, and we talked about the Enigma uh, one. Yeah. But what's your favourite out of all the acts of kindness you've heard of in the game? What's your one that really stands out for you? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, I, in the game, or does it have to be sort of around the game, or how about one in and one out? <sighs> in out, in out, shake it all about. Um, the in the game, oh gosh. I mean, outside of the game, you see th you see things all the time. I'm trying to remember back. Like there was one, there was a thread from years ago that made it into the press 
Um, and I, it might have first started out. Yeah, it was because it was when people were first seeing their names in game and stuff that they paid for, and people had had made like memorials to their like loved ones who'd either passed away or were still around, just as a sort of tributes. Mm-hmm. Um, and those sorts of things were. Uh, absolutely wonderful to see and there's a big thread called like today i met my father or something yeah. uh, and, and, and i think you can still find that because i was having a look around earlier and and there's and it may, even made the it made the press and stuff and people were talking about it like beautiful tributes to the like and it's just that is a moment of outside of the game where you think yeah these people are lovely also special effects every single year the live streams the charity drives that everyone does in game and out of game they're just stunning. Like DJ and the Sovereignty and those guys uh, are planning a big sort of four days. St- I don't, I don't want to announce it just in case they haven't announced it yet. But they're planning like a massive uh, live stream that's going to last for ages to raise money. I mean, our community came together and raised over fifty thousand pounds this year for, for special effects just on that one twenty-four hour stream. And uh, another very personal one. Um, heartwarming to me uh, i am part of a little community and shan's there too uh called eds 38 uh and those guys when when the colonia stuff was first kicking off it was just so wonderful to see them all come together and then we got to name it at one of the the star system after my dad called wnl because his name's walter neil lewis and we called it wnl but in like a sci-fi sci-fi writing um sci-fi spelling and uh that was really very personal for me and it felt like a really lovely show of support from a group of people that I've become very close with from doing live streams. Uh, and that's, yeah, it's very sweet. Brilliant. Yeah. I've, 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 I've got, um, something named in game as well. Uh, Shan's Karis orchid. And if you look it up on the wiki, um, you'll understand. So thank you frontier for that. Hmm. But onto the, onto the factoid, Ed, at last count, you've done 168 biscuit reviews, I think. Yep. So if we use the average ingredients per biscuit you've eaten, and this mm. is based on manufacturer's figures, so I've taken something like that, you have consumed 14,448 calories, <laughs> 906 <laughs> grams of sugar. But but hold on a minute. We, yeah. How many? So have you done like an average? Because sometimes I eat like four per time. So, but yeah, keep I'm going. I'm assuming one biscuit per It's de- And it definitely review. hasn't been that. So you could probably roughly double this at least. <laughs> well, you, you you will not want me to double this, the final stat. Mm, go on. Which you have eaten 688 grams of saturated fat. <laughs> give me give me a comparison. What 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 is similar to 600 grams of saturated fat? Um, the contents of my deep fryer. Yeah. Oh god. Oh, probably, probably eating probably. Meat. <laughs> 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 oh, that's amazing. Probably half a bar of lard, probably. Ooh. <laughs> oh. God. Yeah, just well, that image look. going through mind is disturbing everybody. Mm, no, we're need, not sorry. No, I need to probably do I mean, I ex- I exercise quite a lot. A tub of lard. Oh, God. I know, but you have been doing well, it for quite you, some time. It's not as if you've just yeah. sat down and consumed the, the thing in one go. So, what You said you cycled to work, uh, so you've probably yeah. you burned it all off already. Exactly, I hope so. What was the next biscuit? Yeah, what's the next biscuit? <sighs> I don't know. I have a bag full of them. 
Um, actually, actually, Percat, who is in here, I have some biscuits from him that I haven't reviewed yet. So perhaps there'll be those biscuits, but it's going to be not this week, but next week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what's what's so exciting about the Percat biscuits? Are they um, are they from a different country or? I, I yeah, they're from where he's from. Um, I, <laughs> they've been there nearly a year. <laughs> well, this is the problem. I always get it wrong where he's from, and this is always it's a jo- it's a running joke. But at the same time, I have also just forgotten the, the, where he's from. Uh, Malta, that's it. Malta, <laughs> yeah, Malta, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Percat. <laughs> Every single time I forget that he's from Malta. It's such a it's such a strange little a strange little place. He says Spain. He's not from Spain. <laughs> all right. Hey, sorry, he's t- I'm talking to him in the chat now. I do apologise. It's quite all right. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, we have one last burning question that was, that was sent in from uh, some stew barb, uh, and that's basically he says, Adam Woods. <laughs> is he your brother from another mother, or is there more going on than that? <laughs> Uh, well, uh, yeah, unfortunately, he's just, uh, unfortunately, he's just a brother from another mother. Uh, I'm working on it, uh, to make it something else than that. That would be quite It would be, wouldn't it? He's a married man. He's a happily married man. Uh, and no, yeah, he's just, I really, I have, I just have a huge respect for him. It's a, it's a funny one, uh, with Adam. I have a massive, massive respect for Adam. He's he's such a a lovely guy, really, really caring, really affectionate, really attentive. But he's he, he's very good at his job. Like he's he can be very serious. He would be an amazing community manager. Like that's the amazing thing. Like I, if I, he's a very good sort of middle ground person that I can go to as a producer. He has this really good eye for quality and really good eye for process but then if you ever ask him to do anything with the community he's just so good at it and so switched on he gets it he really really gets the whole thing um he's quite a serious guy yeah in a in a in a in a in a in a a, i respect him and i think that's what happens when you see those pictures of me looking lovingly into his eyes it's a (laughs) it's a a genuine a genuine there's nothing wrong with workplace romances (laughs) says gal midden thanks very much exactly right Oh, yeah, fabulous. Look at this picture, and I do love that picture. That picture is amazing. <laughs> uh, it's a very mutual. I, sa- I sent that to Alison, his, his wife, and she really liked that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Okay, well, I think, uh, I think that's, that's going to do us, Ed, for, uh, for the grilling of the uh, Ed Lewis session. Um, Enjoy. We really appreciate you coming on, mate. And uh, yeah, and obviously, yeah, you and. <laughs> the, the, that picture has just managed oh, to there it is. the Twitch stream, which has just derailed me. But I was going to say, um, the candor and the honesty that you always uh, bring onto the show is uh, is really nice. It's really refreshing. Uh, I, I try, I try, and I and I want to say uh, thank you to you guys for letting me on. Like I said, I feel one. Of, I feel like one of the cool kids, and I feel accepted in a really, really nice way. No, I'm I'm being serious. Like when I first joined, I was really nervous that you know, you guys were already established and already doing this, you know, you were already doing these late radio shows. And I was like, Oh God, I've got to, you know, got to get in with these guys. And, and it really, believe it or not, three years on, I finally feel settled in. Uh, right, and like, I'm able to have these chats. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, you, we, we are part of the old, you know, DDF old exactly. geezer group, you know, you, the old geezer <laughs> group. It's hard, <laughs> to, it's hard to please you, you old guys. Um, <laughs> But yeah, thank you for having me on and thank you for everyone in the community. And yeah, you ain't getting rid of me. You're going to see lots more of, of 
of us and the community team being candid and, and talkative on the forums, um, especially when we get uh, Dale's replacement in as well. So, yeah, you, you're going to see a lot of us around. So, awesome stuff. Thank well, you for one thing. Thank you very much, man. That feels good. <laughs> <laughs> Says the twenty-two-year-old stream. <laughs> you don't count. <laughs> um, Twenty-four. Leave it out. <laughs> uh, brilliant. Okay. Again, thanks, Ed. I really do appreciate you uh, jumping you. on. So, one more thing to cover off before we close out the show. And funnily enough, it is a community uh, a community shout out, and that's just to let people know that the the Distance World Two Expedition yeah. is now open. Registrations for this is now open. They're going to. Uh, to Beagle Point and back again. Now, for those people that were part of Distant Worlds before, uh, this is a, a fantastic uh, exploration community event where a massive fleet is, I think, Battlestar Galactica, um, but based in Elite Dangerous, going across the stars. Um, it's a really good thing to get involved with. Um, it's going to be bigger and better than last year, which is why, even though they're not planning on doing it until sort of quarter four, 2018 maybe even quarter one 2019 mm-hmm. there's a lot of preparation work goes into this from the community so you know they need people to scout out routes look at waypoints and and all this sort of stuff to get it ready for for the main fleet to go so if you're interested in checking that out uh and you really should it is a fantastic yeah. thing to get involved with um go to tinyurl.com forward slash dw distant worlds two so dw two beagle so dw the number two and then beagle and that will take you to the forum post where you can sign up, you can get registered, and uh, and yeah, get your stuff on and get part of that. Um, okay, Ben, do you want to just quickly pick up on that before we close off? I was just wondering, is any of us actually planning on going that, going on that? Because I know I'm, I'm torn. I've got either I've got a Virgin Commander who I might put on it, or I might take aid on it, and I'll leave my. My brand new commander parked here at Lave or something like that. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold on. You've got you've got two commanders. Well, I'm I've sure got two accounts. Of, you've got two accounts. I'm sure that's in breach of uh, of our you know the, the rules and regulations. That's cheating. He's got to be banned. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm doing it. I'm putting my hand up in the back. I I um. I loved it, it, the first one. It was one of my favorite gaming experiences ever. It's what started me doing my, my streams at home and stuff, where I, I, I'd streamed every jump back home. And I'm thinking about doing the same thing this year, but this time I'm going to do every single jump there and back I'm going to put on stream. Nice. Uh, and I loved doing it. It was my, one of my favorite gaming experiences, not just elite, not just gaming, not just like, you know, my gaming experiences ever. It was such a... I, I actually liken it to... Uh, like, um, did anyone do the Duke of Edinburgh award, the DV? Yeah, yeah. I, I did the DV. Yeah, like because everyone meets at camps along the way, so everyone splits off in the day, and you you make your own way there, and you sort of make your own way around, and then everyone at the end of the night meets together and discusses what they did in the day and like how the trip was, getting there, and everyone gathers around like a campfire. And that's kind of how it feels when you meet people on the planet surfaces, like after you've been, you know, jumping for hours to get there. And then you land down and then you see all the other people sort of come in and go, hey, Commander, greetings. Oh, you're here as well. And like you haven't seen people for hours and you think you're hundreds of thousands of light years away. And it just and feels incredible. Boom. And then you explode. No. And that, the thing is, that's the thing. It never happened. Never. Not once happened to me. Uh, it was brilliant. And just it go, and, did, go and do it. It did it? It, no, it, it did. It's famous ice cream. Oh, yeah. 
was that when I oh because someone came to the door asking for me for an ice cream and then I was next to the star and I ne- I nearly overheated and blew up yeah that was that was crazy but uh, but no do it everyone should sign up um, and just know I was very very enthusiastic about it last year and I'm working with the organisers of of Distant Worlds two and the dev team to make sure we can do something special for it this time so. Uh, I'm signed up for DW2, so if you want to come and stream up with us at Live Radio. Yeah, um, sounds good. We'll do it. And I shall be following along behind Ed with uh, fuel limpets, repair limpets. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking about getting the original ship out, Shan. I'm thinking about getting the the scout out. Do you think? engineer a bit so i don't yeah. have to um rescue you from the abyss but mm, that was part of the fun though wasn't it when you had to rescue me from the abyss it was the oh, it was yeah thing in the world. Well, if anyone's going to rescue him it's going to be me because i've got 128 ton fuel tank going <laughs> sorry to everyone else it's known as beluga to me it's just 128 ton anyway. fuel tank with a frame shift drive anyway check it out head uh, yeah. tinyurl.com forward slash dw number two beagle so dw2 beagle uh, and, and sign up for it. it is a fantastic event um all that's really left for me to say is a massive thank you to to shan to toxic to cow uh and to ben and of course the wonderful ed for being on the show that's it for another episode of okay. lay radio if you would like to get in touch with the show then you can email info at laveradio.com facebook forward slash lay radio we are at lave radio on twitter and if you want to join the discord chat channel you can by going to tinyurl.com forward slash lave chats and we record the show live on a Tuesday at 8.30 UK time and stream out at laveradio.com forward slash live. Thank you for all the commanders that have been on the Twitch and also joining us in game. That's it for another episode of Lave Radio. Until next time, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous. February 3304. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, claims of Guardian Extinction exaggerated. They'll be home for Christmas. 
Lake On Hit by another outfitting scandal. Claims of Guardian Extinction exaggerated. According to information held by the Pilots' Federation, the long-extinct Guardian civilization may not be finished yet. The Federation plans to roll out new star maps, which will include mapping of both Guardian and Thargoid civilizations. This strongly suggests that the ruined Guardian cities that have been found widely spread through the galaxy may not just be of archaeological interest. There's already evidence that the artificial intelligences created by the Guardians may have outlived their creators. Are they still out there, deeply hostile to the Thargoids and willing to help defend humanity? At least one new Guardian site has been discovered this week, some 12,000 light-years from Sol. Another plantation of the so-called brain trees that are so closely associated with the Guardians has also been discovered, only 92 light-years from what's believed to be the heart of the Thargoid Empire. Call 70, sector FY-N, C21-3. They'll be home for Christmas. It is traditional in times of conflict to say it'll all be over by Christmas. In the case of the Thargoid War, that may very well be true. A commander going by the name of Epic Ham has calculated that with 17 bases with an Aegis presence attacked and only eight Aegis stations left unmolested, if the Thargoids continue at that rate into the human bubble, they will arrive at Sol just in time for Christmas this year. And then it probably will be over. The bad news for the Thargoids is that Yuri Grom looks likely to take control of the systems around Sol in the coming weeks. The Gromlins have been making relentless progress towards Sol in the face of totally baffled commanders who were under the impression that Powerplay was just a way to unlock some fancy new weapons. Whether the Thargoids are ready to face up to a bunch of commanders naked to the waist except for fur hats, who wrestle brown bears and catch fish with their bare hands, is Aeon's guess. In an excellently well-timed move, the Distant Worlds 2 expedition plans to bugger off to the far side of the galaxy at pretty much the same time as the Thargoids unleash their death ray on the cities of Earth. More than a thousand commanders have already signed up. And who can blame them? Lake on Hit by another outfitting scandal. Following the Diamondback Explorer and Asp Scout scandals last year, Lakeham has admitted further sharp practices, this time concerning the Type 7 and Type 9. In March last year, it was revealed that the Diamondback was needlessly heavy and that both the DBX and the ASP Scout had blanking plates that, when removed, provided significant additional module space. 
Now, Lacom has admitted that it could easily reorganise the Type 9 to allow a further 256 tonnes of cargo to be carried and that the Type 7 has been fitted with needlessly underpowered thrusters and frameshift drives. In tests, a prototype T7 using a fully engineered Class 6 frameshift drive has allegedly been able to jump more than 62 light years. There is as yet no word on when Scandal Rock to Lacon can retrofit its fleet. But it can't be soon enough for disillusioned commanders. And that is this week's Galnet News. Galnet News? We read the news so you don't have to.